Hey everybody, I'm Damon. And I'm Jake. And you're listening to Logic Lane. everyone and welcome to another edition in fact your weekly installment of logic lane <laughs> yeah weekly man we're getting yeah. we're getting all the money on this <laughs> get with, get with the program <laughs> well you know what i wish it could be you know closer to daily but you know the we're, our patreons are going to have to uh really throw a little bit more at us before we can pull that off and quit our jobs and then we can sit and bitch about the world every day Right for hours on end on tap. Yeah, yeah, we could logic have. lane on tap. Yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> we, could have, we could have our own beer and be like, you know, logic lane. Like, pour me another logic lane. Yeah, or just call it, you know, like like logic select, something like that. Oh, you know? yeah, that you would know? be good. You know, like, yeah. a, give me some yeah, logic. Lo- yeah, give me give me give logic me a reserve. glass of logic. Logic reserve. Yeah, I need yeah. To, I need to crank up my reserves of logic. As yeah, opposed and, to maple syrup reserves, you know. Right. And, strategic. And, and, strategic logic <laughs> reserves. There you go. That's maple what it was. Syrup. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and it won't be well shot either. It'll be like the good stuff, like oh, you yeah. know, top top shelf. Yeah. Give me yeah. Give me give me a barrel of l- barrel of logic and some top shelf. <laughs> yeah. I'd be a buyer. But yeah, yeah. Well, we we definitely need a lot more Patreon to start up our own brewery, right. but it would be cool. Right, right. And then we could have like a studio, like right there, like a studio with like a like a slider door, and it was an on air sign, and you could see us in the studio while people were serving up, you know, in in the main. I don't know. I'm just wishful thinking at this point. Yeah, that would be cool. It'd be kind of neat. interesting. Yeah, have to have people come in and watch us during the show and have a big yeah yeah big yeah window where they could stare through. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Speaking of, I was watching old episodes of uh, W. Remember that show WKRP in Cincinnati? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a good one. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it like popped up in my YouTube feed, and for some reason, I just started watching these old clips, uh, like Doctor Johnny Fever, and and yeah, he was my, yeah, yeah. He just recently died, didn't he? Is that that? I don't know. I don't. I I, I didn't think read. he did. I think he did. Oh, that's too bad. He yeah, uh, I liked him. He was good in just about everything he was in. Yeah, where the uh, the station owner, it, there was just this clip. It was like forty five seconds long. The station owner comes in and Johnny Fever's kicked back, and he's uh, he's in the the DJ chair, and, they, and you could tell how old it was because it had like the records spinning. Right. Yeah. And he was playing uh, an old uh, Pink Floyd song. That was on there, and the and the station owner, the bumbling executive guy, comes in and he's like looking around, and Johnny Fever, he looks like he's asleep, and he's like waving a hand in front of the face, and he's, you know, looking at stuff and slamming stuff down on the desk, and he reaches over to touch a record player, and then like, without even moving, he's like, "Don't touch a record." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just this really cool clip, you know. Yeah, um, this sounds, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, of uh, in fact, we we're just talking right before the show, right before the show, in my office in my house. I've got these doors or whatever, and my wife and I were giggling because I need to get one of those on-air signs and put it up over the door. But yeah, it would it would be a lot of fun to do this full time. I would definitely quit my day job. <laughs> oh yeah, I would too in a heartbeat. That would be a blast. Have a big old setup and and uh, dial in from yeah. wherever we were. Yeah, that'd be really cool. But yeah, well, there- a lot of things have to happen for that to that to take place. Oh, of course, of course. There was um, late night when you work nights. You listen to a lot of radio. So I started like. Yep. There's some really cool radio shows at like two o'clock in the morning on AM radio, like oh, yeah. turn, yep, yep, yep. tune in the dial. And so I found a radio show, and this was years ago, a while back, um, years ago. And uh, it was it's called AM Coast to Coast, and the coast old coast, host yeah. used to be yeah, yeah with yeah. Art, uh, Art, Bell. Art Bell, and now it's George Norrie, or did yeah, he George Norrie. Too? Yeah, and it's great. They cover all kinds of topics, and and uh, but the whole point I was bringing up is uh, Art Bell, the original host, he started that show literally it was out of his mobile home trailer in in like Death Valley or out of Nevada or something yeah, like that. Something like but that's that. how he started. And you see pictures of him in his original studio. So it's just like the front room of his mobile home trailer, but he's got all the studio boards and everything set up. And that's where he did his broadcasting from for years and years and years. And that's a nationally syndicated radio show yeah yeah and it it, it was one that covered all those really crazy things that were off the wall that was always fun to listen to and and honestly i didn't start really listening to it until george norrie had taken over uh and i like him he he does a pretty dang good job too so really Um, open-minded just kind of you know you get some crazy kooky people calling on that show oh yeah and and for us you know for me it's a it's a good you know john cuse is a good laugh but he he took them seriously. He gave them, you know, some airtime and and was just kind of really open-minded. But, yeah, anyway, so that's how I got on the subject of putting the on-air sign working out of the, the basement in the house or whatever. Oh, yeah, how, you, yeah, yeah. how you been, man? How, how'd your week go? Uh, you know, it was just another week. Nothing super exciting. Uh, not really any freaking no truck updates or anything like that i, I guess i guess i, I did uh, find there is a my, one of my windows let go again but it's you know there's there's a little resistance and they're just pressed into the clips and the you know the adhesive is old and broken down so but i found apparently marine adhesive is the stuff you want to get um so one of these warm days I'm going to order this stuff and then wait for a warm day. And when it gets here, then I'm going to have to open the doors up again and uh, clean the crap that's in there out and then squirt some new stuff in there and then press the windows. And apparently it's supposed to be full cure at 24 hours, but uh, below 30 degrees, it's probably not going to cure very well. So I want to wait until it warms up a little bit. So, but uh, I was going to ask you, what is your definition of a quote unquote air quotes warm Day. Well, I'm looking at like above 30, you know, and if, if I'm working on the, the one side of the driveway, the sun should be hitting the one side pretty good. So I may have to do one on one day and another on another day and turn the truck around to capture the sun. I don't know. But but for now, it's it's good enough. It does what it needs to do when I, I don't get windy. So it is. But. So what you're saying is, is that your yard is like the surface of the moon where in the shade it's extremely 100 below kelvin frozen <laughs> temperatures and then in the sunlight it's baking hot is that what you're telling me no 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 not quite but no 
Okay. No, no I'm just, 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 I'm just when, you're, when, you, when you park on the one side, the sun hits the one side of the house, and where our, we, we park at the very, well, you know, in front of the house, in the driveway, and they're side by side, the vehicles. And when I was working on the, the, the wife's truck, was it a week ago? Two weeks ago now, I, I forget. Anyway, I had her door off, and I had my arm inside the door to, to replace the door handle that had busted off. And uh, it, I was like, you know, I could be do this all day. It was windy, it was cold, but the door was warm because it's a dark colored door. And my hand went in there, and I was working, but my hand was nice and warm, so because it had baked the side of the truck enough, you know, the sun. So, but the other side of the truck was sitting in the shade, and so it was, you know, you didn't have any sun heating it up, so it was still all icy and stuff over there. So it's interesting because when we go out in the mornings after, you know, uh, um, after the snow or ice or anything came down the night before, the driver's sides of the vehicles are normally melted off already and warmed up and everything's kind of melting and you got water on it and the other side is ice ice shut so it's it's kind of yeah, interesting I, I get thing. that in my um my yard because the front of my house and my driveway is facing north and where our sun comes up it hits the south side of the house and so while the neighbors across the street are jumping in their cars or trucks or whatever and heading off my side of the street, we're all out there still scraping the windshields off because it gets zero yeah, sunlight in, yeah. in the wintertime. So, yeah, it's pretty extreme from one to the other. But we get um, – I, I was just curious because uh, we get uh, a, a hot day or a warm day for us here where I'm at in the Pacific Northwest is like, ni- you know, 90s. That's a hot day in the 90s. Oh, yeah. So yeah. We, we, we get up into that uh, occasionally uh, during the summer as well. But – uh, for for those of us uh, up in this neck of the woods, when we're used to you know zero as being uh, a normal temperature in the winter, when summer hits and we get you know anything for you know above, I would say low 70s, I'm okay. Once we start getting 75 or more, I start to get uncomfortable. And we do get 80 degree days, we do get 90 degree days, and and it it sucks. And you know what? That same sun that comes down and hits the side of the house when it's seventy degrees, the house is baking. You know, it's like ninety inside yeah. the house then. So we've got the AC units that we throw in the windows, and they they cool the window or cool the house off pretty decent. And yeah, so it's it's you know when summer comes, I, I prefer fall and spring. Fall more because everything's starting to freeze on the ground, and it's still comfortable out it's flannel weather i can deal with that pretty good spring everything is mucky and muddy and and you know melting still and you know water's everywhere and uh, it's not as fun and like we already discussed wives dig flannel you come home yeah, with your flannel right right and your and your axe over your shoulder and you get your pine tar in the beard and or, you know, or even even those chamois shirts you remember when those were a thing oh yeah i still yeah. have a couple i love those i have yeah. them too i don't think they're called chamois shirts anymore if they were i, I don't call know them chamois shirts i do too i i've, I've got a gray one and i t- i tend to roll the sleeves cuz i don't like the have, yep roll the i don't have up. sleeves and i don't you like never having tuck it sleeves in. Um, this one is actually really long, so I kind of have to tuck it in. Um, ah, okay. Well, and, and when I wear, you know, I use it, uh, and in some cases I'll throw a, you know, a vest or something over the top of it, and it will conceal the firearm that's sitting on the hip. So when I right. tuck in, you know, so it's, it's a decent one. It's a nice gray one, nice and soft, and, you know, it's comfortable anyway. So it's got the pockets. I can put a pen or something in there, or my little, my little wizard notebook, you know. <laughs> Got to carry the wizard. You the wizard know knows all. Gonna, yeah, you never know when you're going to never know when you're going to pick <laughs> yeah. up good stuff, you know, so you got to write it down. 
And in fact, I know I was I was in the break room the other night, and there was something that came on TV, and now for the life of me, I can't remember what it was. I wrote it down in the wizard, but it's in the work pants in the bedroom, and the wife already went to bed, so piss on it. I'll bring it up next week. <laughs> so, how was your week, man? Uh, interesting. I have a wizard story, actually. I wrote it oh, down cool, in, cool. in my wizard. So, I went to go pick up um, a delivery it was like a cupcake delivery. One of our dispatchers had baked some cupcakes for one of our officers. Anyway, long story. Uh, and so, th- my dispatcher's daughter works in. You one know, of you know, I rest- wasn't, I wasn't going to touch that. I was just going to let you go. But <laughs> aren't, 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 uh, uh, let, let's just say, aren't, aren't law enforcement officers more? Uh, interested in donuts than than, than muffins <laughs> yeah. and, and cupcakes I, well <clears throat> i don't <laughs> i know it's a stereotype but i just it's, it's gotta be a girl thing i would i would have had thing. i would have had some hate emails to read about if i had i not taken that shot so no no no, no. you're absolutely correct i abstained they okay. weren't for me right. i was merely a delivery truck person no, you were just the for said baked goods guy. that were okay. Yeah, for Let's said go big for. goods that were were not donut in nature. Okay. So yeah, yeah. So I, I was just the middleman. Um, <laughs> okay. An okay. Im, impromptu FedEx driver. You, if you, you were will. the bag man. Yeah. I was. I was the bag man. <laughs> is, that, is that a swag bag? I still don't know what the hell that is. But yeah, a uh, swag I'll, bag. Okay. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> sorry. My instructions. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Uh, I mean, my uh, instructions uh, were to meet my dispatcher's daughter who works as a waitress in a restaurant in town and i was supposed to meet her in the parking lot we were supposed to do the shady exchange and uh and then be on my way off to the social gathering to where i was delivering said cupcakes of which of which for the record there were donuts at the social gathering i just was delivering the cupcakes ah okay um so here I am sitting in the parking lot, and it's like four or five in the afternoon. It's starting to get a little bit dark, and uh, I'm feeling like the creepy dude in the you know in my truck sitting in the back lot behind the restaurant where all of the waitresses are coming in for their shift, right? So they're coming in for their shift, and they're getting out, and they've all got their you know the uniforms consisted of um, it was it's like a like a, a steakhouse type restaurant and uh so they are wearing their jeans and cowboy boots and you oh, know, tight okay, t- okay, t- okay. t-shirts and they're all dolled up and look nice but they're all like you know 19 to 25 you know waitressing oh, sure, sure. age so here i am sitting in the back lot feeling like this creepy old man because i i don't know or i can't remember i only met her once or twice what the daughter looked like and so i have a make a model of the car and i'm thinking okay i could do this as like a, a basic you know, stakeout one on one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm watching. It was a perfect opportunity to people watch. And so I'm watching the front of the restaurant because, of course, I have to park in a strategic position where I can watch both the back and the front at the same time, and try not to be creepy and and try to be inconspicuous. Right. So, yeah. So here's this guy comes rolling, or I'm sorry, this car, very nice car. Um, BMW type. I mean, somebody with that makes some money type of a car rolls up, and it looked like the girlfriend or the significant other, fiance, whatever, young 
uh, young lady got out of the passenger side and let which looked like the parents out. And the parents were dressed very nice, uh, you know, slacks and, and uh, button-down shirt. It was cold outside. It was probably about 25 degrees for us, which is cold. So was, uh, I'm sorry, not 25, about 35 degrees. So down close, almost to freezing. Um, and so the, the, the gentleman looked like the dad, came, you know, had a nice, um, not like a suit jacket, but just kind of a, a nice jacket, button-down shirt sure. and slacks. And mom was dressed up nice or auntie or uncle, whoever it were. They were an older couple. And the girlfriend was dressed up nice and looked like she had a nice, uh, um, uh, I don't know, skirt shirt anyway everybody was looking very present very uh like they look like they should be stepping out of a bmw or that mercedes type of a car and saw people watching and out jumps the driver who happened to be this young gentleman and he walks around and i had to do a double take because he walked around the front of the car and he was wearing uh a a polo shirt some sort of designer shorts and flip-flops <laughs> and it's 35 degrees out and i'm thinking what an asshole you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know it's just one of those i'm sorry i don't mean to judge people i don't know who this guy is i'm sure he's probably the nicest guy in the world uh, and maybe no, he'll cure no. cancer i don't know but no, you, that, you, that it, ain't gonna happen you are you're dead on i 100 percent agree yeah it, he, here yeah. this guy comes jumping out and i'm thinking maybe he's taken the whoever out to dinner a nice dinner and in it and they're dressed up and look like maybe they're going out for cocktails or something. It looked like they, you know, and out he comes walking around the side of the car in shorts and flip-flops. <laughs> I don't care if they were designer flip-flops. I don't care if they were, you know, ten, you know, $5 flip-flops from Walmart. It's 35 degrees out. They are dressed up. And I guess his idea of dressed up is the polo shirt, the slack shorts, and flip-flops. No socks. Just oh, flip-flops. Yeah. Unreal. And I'm yeah, unreal. And I'm like, I'm like, what an asshole this guy. Yeah, just yeah, just yeah. and it's wrong that I should think that way. But I just couldn't help thinking, what sort of trust fund warp sense of reality do you live in? Do you think that it is okay to take your beautiful whoever significant other and your parents or their parents out to dinner and you're going to wear shorts and flip flops? Well, I, I don't know. Well, I don't freaking get it, man. M- maybe, maybe he was just the the gay friend. <laughs> you know, I mean that, that that's the only thing that explains to me, though. You know that I, I see more flip flops at all times a year from from that leaning uh, uh, variety versus anybody else. You know, I just uh, maybe he was the platonic. Uh, best friend that is yeah. in in the friend zone. Yeah, the dreaded friend zone. That could be. Yeah, that could be. Uh, you know, you would still. I don't think, know. You would still think though, if the guy's in a friend zone, he's still trying at you know at, at nauseating lengths probably to always uh, uh, dress his best and be- put out the best performance and and any guy i mean that might be why he's in the friend zone he wears flip-flops in 30 degree weather <laughs> with jeans and a freaking polo shirt for fuck's sake this this might be why he's in the friend zone she's probably can't well, it wasn't jeans it it was shorts. Oh, they were, shorts they were like yeah, perfect they were like you know designer. That, that's acceptable in like hawaii but almost right. nowhere right. else in the world Right. If we were on like <laughs> Oahu Waikiki totally acceptable. Well totally yeah, acceptable. then everybody's walking around Florida, Nobody's, yeah. 
yeah. Florida Key, you know, the crib, totally yeah. acceptable. Warm no, areas, we're, we're yes. in Oregon. Mm-hmm. It's 35 degrees out. You're going to a restaurant. Everybody else, I mean, it, it's one of those, I just want to grab the guy by the scruff of the neck and say, read the room, bruh. Well, well, wait a minute. The, uh, read the room. What 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 uh, what skin color was he? Was he like super bright white where he almost glows in the dark? Because maybe he was from a northern state and he's used to, no. you know, 40, 50 below zero. He looked to be uh, Italian American oh, hairy okay. legs. So he, he doesn't have hairy. Oh, hairy legs! Just like good God, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, at least um, he, he didn't braid him, you know. <laughs> no, but but where I'm at in Oregon, you could get your picture taken. They might think you're Bigfoot or something running around. Oh yeah, Sasquatch looking um, guy. Yeah, hairy. Yeah, hairy legs. I don't. You know, no tan marks on the feet like usually you could look down and go maybe he wears shoes all day and then you know there's that tan line at the at the ankle where the where the ankle socks cut off yeah, but yeah. no it, yeah i just want to grab this kid and i call him a kid because i'm twice his age and, and right. just say yeah, they're all kids yeah and just say read the room dude yeah read the room when you walk out in your designer shorts and flip-flops and everybody else is wearing slacks and a button-down you might want to consider a wardrobe change. Well, and I, you know what? And I would say this is probably case in point why she is not his girlfriend. Because a girlfriend that is dressed up like that with two older folks, assumingly the parents or the folks or what have you, she should, any kind of relationship, she's going to say, I'm not going with you if you're wearing that crap. She should be up his ass and telling him what to wear. So there's just another glaring reason right there why they're not together. He he had to be uh, an adopted brother, uh, a friend Definitely zone in the guy, friend zone. maybe maybe her gay best BFF. There you go. You know, yeah, something like that. Definitely yeah. a friend zone guy. I I don't yeah. know. It yeah. kind of makes you wonder because I know that if my wife and I were going to walk out the door to a very similar engagement and I decided to put because she because she had and bless her heart I love my wife she's like my litmus test right my litmus paper because if I go mm-hmm. to walk out the door I will get the the that I get that question and the question is are you really going to wear that tonight and of course my response is what what's wrong with what I got yeah. <laughs> sure you want to wear that tonight yeah. and then she'll say let me suggest putting on a different color shirt or let me suggest matching the belt with the shoes i mean she's just very uh you know she always she doesn't want conscious to, yeah no well she doesn't she doesn't want me to embarrass myself and in, well. in and ultimately embarrassed her so <laughs> see my and wife I doesn't but i appreciate that I, I get that but my wife doesn't really doesn't really have to worry about that because i don't care what i look like i could go to a formal dinner party wearing camouflage and i'd feel comfortable i'm not going to be embarrassed other people might look and i'll just say hey, what are you looking at you know Right, and right, I joke right. with the wife, "Hey, they can't see me," <laughs> you know. But you know, she used to help with that, and you know, I've I've gotten. I mean, I'm a jeans guy predominantly almost everywhere, unless somebody died or it's a freaking wedding uh, that I'm involved in. Then okay, then I'm looking at suit. 
outside of that i'm a jeans guy i you know i might put on my 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 best chamois you know something like that if i'm going out someplace where it's semi-casual nice looking that kind of thing but i'm wearing the camouflage uh remington hat that i've had for years you know i mean that's that's me that's what i wear you know i may go contacts with sunglasses i might just go regular glasses it it doesn't matter but if if i really the, the wife has kind of passed the torch just she's accepted because my daughter's the first one that gets on me when i'm wearing something oh, I, have, yeah. I have some slip-on shoes that i got from somebody for christmas i think my uh, my mother's boyfriend uh had a pair really liked them and like got, chelsea's got, chuck boots kind of uh, my my daughter calls them the grandpa shoes okay they're, yeah, they're, they're 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 a good comfortable pair of shoes but they're slip-ons but they're dressy like slip-ons. So yeah, like Chelsea's, like Chelsea's. Yeah, I or, have no um, idea what those are. Uh, I'm not a shoe like guy. A I don't. Chuck a boots. So it's, mm. it's like a boot, but they've got, but no laces. But it's kind of well, like these don't ink. have any laces. They they slip okay. on. Yeah. But they they only come up. They they don't cover your ankle. They they well okay, they so cover like your your well they cover your heel. It's a regular shoe. That you put on, so yeah, not like a Croc or anything. No, 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 no. They're they're more sophisticated and higher tech okay. than a Croc. They have a heel support that comes up. It's it's like a regular shoe without laces, and there's a little bit of like elastic on the side so you can pull the tongue yeah. a little bit, kind of yeah. like that. But but it's it's a leather shoe, so yeah, yeah, like suede. Could be. Could kind of looks be. nice. Yeah, yeah, it looks like leather. It, if you look at it, it looks like somebody's wearing nice dress shoes. So I could get by. As long as you don't have the Velcro strap over to go no, over the top. No, no, you're no, not in the grandpa zone yet. No, none you're of that. You're not in the grandpa zone. No, they, I know. If there's no straps, there's no grandpa zone. Oh, well, the, she would disagree with you. Um, but I, I like them. I slip them on. The only problem is I don't wear them much in the winter because they have basically a, just a flat rubber sole. So if I go out and on ice, I'm down on the ground quick. So they, they are a summer shoe for that reason and that reason alone. But it, my wife has not really had to go out of her way to tell me, uh, you look like an idiot. Yeah, you're doing this. She'll she'll ask me, you know, you're going to trim your beard at all? Or, you know, okay, then I'll get the idea. That's, that's where she pretty much ends because my daughter has automatically picked up the reins on her own and gets on me about, oh, my God, I'm not going with you if you're wearing the grandpa's shoes what i'm slipping them <laughs> on they're quick and they're easy well that's part of the reason my work boots now i wear those everywhere because i can just slip my feet in and they got the zipper on the side so i just zip them up i, I tie them once a month and just retie yep. them every so often i zip them on and out the door i go i wear those things everywhere um so i i predominantly wear those everywhere but you know once in a while i like to slip on the other ones and honestly if, if you were to ask me where they are i couldn't tell you right now somebody has moved them so i can't find them now so i you know they're they've out of been sight, out tactically of relocated <laughs> yeah, you might be onto something but yeah that's so you know well your wife helps you make sure you're not looking like a moron yeah my uh my wife doesn't have to do that because I've got a I've got a teenage daughter that makes sure her dad doesn't embarrass her. <laughs> oh yeah, it's not I've, about embarrassing I've, myself because I don't care. But in fact, I might even go as far as wearing something really dumb just to you know embarrass her even more. I've got one of those too. Although my daughter is in her late twenties now, coming up on thirty, but yeah. my daughter is so brutally honest, and I truly, truly appreciate her because it's in such a quirky, funny way. But she doesn't mean it in a malicious way. And I'll give you an example. 
so I was born and raised in Northern California, out yeah, near I'm the sorry. coast. Yeah, uh, yeah I, we're I am all too, sorry. But, yeah, yeah, but uh, you know, hey, man, dude, you know, yeah, I could crank it on. I could the crank the dude on. Capital you know. of the world. Yeah. So well, well yeah, it's getting to my point. And so casual wear for me around the house is a hoodie and board shorts in. You know that's how I hang out. My I love my board shorts, love my hoodies. Uh, I don't know and, what board and shorts are, but I'm I'm assuming like kind of like long, almost basketball trunk kind of things. Uh, they're more like a swim trunk, but they have like cargo pockets on the side. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, board shorts, and then they have like okay. a tight waist on the front. They're just comfortable, okay, and they're sure. knee, knee knee length around the house, and mm -hmm. uh, just very comfortable to wear. I don't do they, wear them. Do out. they have it's that just, extra fabric inside to, to hold your nuts in place, like the swim trunks? No. Do? Oh. Real board shorts do not have the nutmeg in there. <laughs> well, that way you don't Seriously. have to wear underwear. Seriously. You know, yeah. you can you can wash all your underwear and still have support. See. Yeah. So <laughs> real board shorts, like if you pick up a pair of Hurleys or O'Neill or uh, yeah. you know, any of Rip Curl, any of the real true surfer brands, they don't have the hammock on the inside because that's what traps the sand inside your shorts. So you want the sand to be able to wash out. That's why. Mm, yeah, you are. So you more, go a true a true surfer will go commando and you always go commando in your board shorts. That's the rule. Okay. So good, never good wear another man's board shorts. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. I, I wouldn't never anyway, go. But. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so I'm lounging <laughs> Never around the house <laughs> in, in, in my commando board shorts and my hoodie and hanging out and ball cap. And, wow. uh, and, and, of course, my daughter finally, and this was a while back, she looks at me and she said, we need to get you a, a new wardrobe, Dad. And I said, why is that? And she said, because you, you dress like a lesbian. <laughs> I said what? She That's said you, horrible. you dress like a lesbian. So apparently, I don't know because I've never lived nor have I ever hung out with one. Apparently, lesbian women like to wear board shorts. Really? Okay. Around board shorts and flip flops. I guess that's mm. their masculine side coming out. I'm in. So apparently, I I dress like a butch lesbian woman. But yeah, I don't care. It, I'm comfortable. Maybe board shorts and a flannel. Hey. I could, yeah, and slip on shoes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's interesting. You still got to go commando, though. It's not a board yeah. short unless you're going commando. Yeah, something something that we can do that lesbians can't as easily. Exactly. That's what separates us. <laughs> yeah, damn right. Is that I can still go commando in my board shorts. but <laughs> So that's my week. Yeah, that sounds like a fun week. Yeah, I, I had, you know, it's it just a regular kind of a week. You know, you work, you go home, you work some more, you go home, try to get some sleep in there. And yeah, it was it was pretty, yeah, fairly uneventful. Nothing a whole mundane. lot. To, you know, I won't say as far as mundane, um, but nothing really exciting to report or, or at least... Nothing that I can remember, recall off the top of my head right now, so screw it. But I will say we've got a crap ton of news tonight. So a metric shit ton of news. Yes, yes. Bang up job on the swear word, too. You, you there you go. That was my... using them a lot, and, and a lot I'm kind of disappointed, yeah. So <laughs> my allotted curse word for the show, I can check the box now. Oh, you know what? And for, before I forget, the guy with the the guy with the flip-flops, I was going to, because, you know, we yeah, called yeah. him an a-hole. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. 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 That's yeah. our first gong of the day. That that idiot in the polo shirt, shorts, and flip flops going to a nice fancy dinner. Oh, by the way, did you ever deliver to cupcakes? I did. Oh, I did. Okay. okay. I, the cupcakes. Yeah, I was I was going to say we started delivered. on the co- cupcake delivery and we ended up off topic talking about a guy in well, flip flops and I, that was just a build up. No, oh, no, no, okay. that was just a build up. That I had to I had to set the scene. Okay. I had to set the scene as okay. to why I because I I want to make sure that everybody knows I was actually justified creeping out in the back parking lot of the restaurant people watch it i wasn't just there for the hell of it oh, there was it, would actually, have, it would have been awesome it would have been awesome <laughs> had you had you had you pulled up in a squad car and just sat there and sat there and when the when the person you were supposed to see showed up just flip the freaking lights on and watch them all freak the hell out yeah <laughs> that'd probably get you in a little trouble though i suppose that's too much paperwork too yeah, much paperwork. yeah at this point in my career the the least amount of paperwork on, on a shift is, is the best shift i'm in the same boat yes yes very little paperwork at you know i like to neglect work with godlike precision <laughs> <laughs> consistently <laughs> yes yes on a regular basis so all right let's let's do this and go to the news Here's another late development, and this news keeps coming in. All right. Uh, let me pull up the first one, and I want to jump right into this big one, the big deal. This uh, I don't know if you or I posted this one, but this was the Amir Locke. Uh, another Minneapolis BS that went down. Um, I, you know I briefly caught wind of it. Okay. So you you could bring me up to speed. Okay, okay. Um, basically, what it was is this was a uh, what what do they call it? They call it a no knock warrant or a no knock raid. Okay. I don't know if you saw the clip or not, but basically, no, I have not. The police key the door, walk in, and this isn't his home. I, I forget what the deal is. What they were they were they were going to find. They were trying to find this guy. And they open the door, start yelling police. The guy is asleep on the couch. He sits up from the couch, grabs a gun, and then you hear shots ring out, and basically they, they shoot him. Now, what, what everybody's up in arms over is uh, Jesus, this, the, the family is claiming that the police didn't even give him a chance. Um he was executed. They're using all of these damn words, you know. He was startled. Uh, they were talking about, well, he's a law-abiding citizen. He's legally owns a weapon, and he's allowed to protect himself. Um, when they stormed, they're they're basically vilifying the police. Um, the the civil rights attorney Ben Crump, uh, representing the the Locke parents. Uh, claims they didn't give him a chance. They were just flabbergasted at the the, the fact that the man was killed in this way. Um, I wanted to hear your take on on on, on what you thought about this. Um, you know what? And and I don't know how much you know about this. Sure. But, I um, I don't know too much about the specifics of the case, but I know about you know warrant service and no knock warrants. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. I, a no-knock warrant, and let me set some. Um, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. And set, shine some light, because in when you're telling me that you're going to do a no-knock warrant, first and foremost, a no-knock warrant is probably one of the rarest warrants that you will ever see, because 
you have to you have to uh, justify a lot of circum. I mean, there has to be layers upon layers upon layers of justification to a judge, uh, and the judge has to look at basically and balance the what we what we call or refer to as the exigency of circumstances, the totality of the situation, and, and weigh um, the exigency versus safety public public safety and basically to get a no-knock warrant you have to be able to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that there is extreme danger to the public there is extreme danger to the officers there is extreme danger to the suspects or the victims on the inside and on top of that that there has to be uh the type of evidence that you know is going to immediately get destroyed is if you were to do a, a knock warrant, knock on the door, announce yourself, police officer, et cetera, right. et cetera, which gives your suspect time to run into the back room and flush everything down the toilet, basically. Um, the no knock, and it's, there is a lot of justification and you need to be able to show case photos and pages and pages of evidence and, and circumstances to back up your uh, no knock warrant and so in order for so what looking at the story and just without even getting to the facts of the case just the the sheer fact that you're telling me that it was a no-knock warrant meaning means to me that there were extreme levels of uh danger and circumstances involved to even get a no-knock warrant approved so i i i want to set that stage out there because you can go in and i mean there you have to prove and really justify because, because, and when you look at this, uh, there's such a volatile situation that anything is bound to happen. And briefly, now I'm going to jump on the other side of the fence and just say, what if that was you or I in my living room on the couch watching CNN and my local department comes crashing through my door with a no-knock warrant? I just happen to be the wrong house, right? Well, yeah, Somebody, and that is Somebody's happened. getting shot. Because in in my mind, as a reasonable person, I have a reasonable uh, right to privacy and safety and security inside of my house, my castle, castle doctrine, right? We talked about that. Well, yes. When when somebody comes crashing through my door, I'm pretty much going to be open you know opening or putting a a deadly force or or meeting force with force basically is what i'm trying to say i'm going to be meeting force with force because i don't know who's coming through my door and and i'm justified so getting back to the case at hand and getting back out of the you know jumping back over the other side of the fence again there had to been some extreme circumstances to which the officers had to prove to a, a magistrate or a judge or whatever they have in their in their legal system that these circumstances existed prior to them going to get that no knock warrant approved. Well, and, and, and let me jump in here and, and say this. First of all, it's Minnesota. So regardless, the guy has a duty to retreat. Okay. Yeah, you so, would know more so about he that. Does, he does not have castle doctrine. Um, okay. Whether, whether he is... Um, legitimately allowed to own a, a firearm, which they're claiming he's a legal firearm owner. That that's great, but none of that matters to me. 
What actually matters is the fact that they needed a no-knock warrant for a reason. They he was he was uh, dis- initially described as a suspect. Uh, in what I'm not positive, but either way, if they're serving a no-knock warrant, there's a good freaking reason why they need exactly. to catch this guy off guard. Exactly. And clearly they did. But I watched the video, and I will tell you this. They keyed the door. As soon as it opens, there's three or four officers yelling, Police, show me your hands. Right away, they're doing all of the things they need to do. So even if he's dead asleep, he wakes up. The first thing you hear is a command. We are police. Show us your hands. It's very simple. You don't lunge for a gun, because if it's police, you're a dead man. Second, okay, I could agree with if, that. If if I'm a person and they're not going to come busting through my door, I'm not a suspect in any case. I'm not a person that goes out and causes trouble and has warrants out for my arrest. I, you know, if I'm a law-abiding citizen, there's no reason to have a no-knock warrant at my door. If the police want to see me, they send me something in the mail or give me a phone call, and I'll show up and try to figure out what the hell's going on. But in the event they storm my door, am I anywhere near my firearm? No. I own one, but I don't wear one in my house. They're you know, strategically located. Right. But if they burst through the door and they yell police, first thing I'm doing is putting my freaking hands up. You know? <laughs> yeah, so. what, what I'm referring to is because I've been on the, the other end where I have served a search warrant. And it was on, I wasn't the team leader. I just went to the address I was told at this date sure. and this time. And it was uh, a, mis- a mistaken address. And so I've been on that side of sure. the fence where it's sure. been. And so that's going back to, to my house. The only reason why, because, yeah, I am a reasonable person, and I, I do not fear law enforcement because I am a law-abiding citizen. Right. And so for the door to kick down, now what you're describing to me now adds information to the situation of if somebody's coming through my door and they are shouting police and they are displaying uh, insignia such as a badge and a big sign on the front of the shield that says police and typically they are wearing a uniform some sort of a tactical oh, these guys uniform. were all tactically yeah. with police written all over it yeah it was dark but tell me a no-knock warrant they stuck the key in they turned the lock they opened the door for fuck's sake they didn't even right. kick it down you know had they right. kicked it down then I, you know if they had somebody kicked in my door it's a little different story but still yelling police, I might give them the benefit of the doubt, you know, but uh, it, it, once sure. again, I, I, you know, I don't fear police because, you know, I'm a law abiding citizen. I, I don't go I out don't of my either. way to cause trouble for anybody. So there's not a big deal for me, but with, with it, it's turning into more people standing up and say, once again, this is in more, another example of systemic racism in the Minneapolis police. And honestly, I'm sorry. I'm a hundred percent with the police on this one. They open the door, they yell, police, show us your hands. And the first thing the guy does is go for a gun. Sorry. He gave up his rights to live right there. I, I'm a hundred percent on board. They did oh, everything yeah. right. As far as I'm oh, concerned. Yeah. If, if now again, I haven't seen the, I'm just going by the facts of the case of which is what you're telling me. If right. the police department entered into the dwelling, announced themselves, police, police officer, sheriff's department, whatever. Yep. And they were wearing insignia 
and some sort of a uniform that said police or you know shields or whatever that say you know identifying marks then and this guy still goes for a gun yeah it's it's a justifiable shooting on because now you can justify in that uh elast elasticity of the moment that there was a threat to their life because a reasonable person who does not fear somebody coming through their door who's not involved in right. illicit activities is not going to normally reach for a gun well and that's the thing the guy's sleeping on a couch right inside the door and there's a gun within reach okay you know I, very few people have that going on i mean maybe you're living in minneapolis that's a different story um but all of ours are in secured areas we don't have one just openly laying on a couch or on a coffee table right, right. in front of the couch. Uh, that's something that, that, you know, bad people do. Drug dealers that are expecting to get attacked by rival drug that, gangs, stuff like that. That, yeah. you know. That uh, is by somebody who is, has a, a mental health um, condition causing mm-hmm. them to be paranoid. Yeah, or somebody yeah. involving in activities that illicit activities that would cause for them to be looking over their shoulder. Um, that is the state of mind of a person that keeps a shotgun behind the door. Then again, and I'm just playing devil's advocate, at least where I'm at in rural Oregon, that's normal behavior because we have a lot of folks that live out a lot of um, oh sovereign citizens and constitutionalists and, sure. and stuff. That's yeah. that's normal behavior for them, um, but. They also accompany. They also tend to live on a lot of property with a lot of fence and gates, and you can't even get near their house without yeah. announcing yourself that you're right. coming up. Yeah, and you you, know? you announce them and you you let them know who you are, and which is exactly what they did. They opened but, the door. They're wearing all the gear. They said, "Police, show us your hands." And the first thing the guy does is lunge for a gun, and it's in his hand on camera when they take him down. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so anybody who, uh, all these people that are jumping on, you know, ban the police and all these things and, and claiming it's, you know, black people can't sleep at night all because of this and, and, you know, police go out of their way to just randomly walk into black people's homes and execute them. Yeah, it couldn't be further for the truth. No. And that's what just pisses me off is people that take this freaking stance and go fucking nuts. Those are the people that need to be wound up and, and gotten rid of. Uh, I just I can't stand that Num- shit. Number one, don't be evol- involved in illicit activities that, that yeah, would cause you. Yeah, well, have- yeah, don't be stupid enough and get into so much trouble that the there's any reason for a judge to grant the police a no-knock warrant. Oh, my God. How, how, how simple this is. It, it's, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, which is... Which is um, <sighs> Interesting because I've, on normal warrants that we serve, the law says that you only have to basically not knock a notice and then entry. But there's no law or case law or stipulation or policy that dictates the time between the knock and notice and the time of entry. Therefore, all you got to do is pound on the door, bang, 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 police officer search warrant, and bang, and you're right in. So it's almost a a no-knock search warrant, right? A, a no-knock execution anyway, because the amount right. of time is two to three seconds between knock, 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 police officer search warrant, and then the door gets forced in anyway. So there's really right, not much right. difference other than that little technicality of the law that, that 
we did knock and we did notify prior to making entry. Yeah, um, yeah. But they were wearing body cams. They were fully geared up. And oh yeah. To me, this looks like a hundred percent justified. And anybody that claims that any reasonable law-abiding citizen would do the same to protect themselves. I'm sorry if you're woken up and there's people in your in your house that have walked in, haven't woken you by kicking in a door in because they used a key, yelled police, show us your hands. Uh, you fucking comply very easily. Right. Put your hands right. up, stand there, and then when they come in, you can say, okay, who are you looking for? And you can answer those questions and ask the questions, and they can ask, you know, the, at that point, they can say, are you so-and-so, and then, or, you know, whatever the case comes next. You've actually progressed to the next step at that point, and then you can figure out what the hell's going on. But, yeah. Uh, after you, uh, after another, it's all de-escalated. But yeah, it, a yeah. reasonable person does not sleep with a gun under their pillow. No, no, absolutely not. No. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to watch the video and um, I, I will school myself up on it because I'm sure it'll probably crop up around. Oh, I'm sure there's the going to be major pot shit. at my department. Yeah. 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 Anyway, and it'll be yeah. this will be one of those cases that. I always like to follow and, uh, you know, because it does, it affects me at my work. It affects me outside of work. And uh, so I, I will do my due diligence and look yeah, into sports. This was last, last week, February 4th. So, yeah. So anyway, there's that. Uh, let's, let's let me close that up. God damn it. Go, there it is. There it went away. All right. So let's move to NSNBC guest who claims make America great again supporters want to lynch or murder black people. <laughs> uh, yeah. So a guest on a Thursday are we still on, on that? Yeah, this, this is, yeah. See here, here we are. We're, we, we're since Biden's such a failure, we're still blaming Trump for stuff. Um, uh, a show called the readout. This was, I forget what's her name. Uh, I don't know some Joy Reid. That's who it is. I had to read further. I I never remember her name, but she's a humongous racist herself. So of course she's going to have somebody like this on. Um, but apparently the this supporter of the slogan make uh, or or claims that that the slogan make a great uh, Jesus make America great again. Uh, the phrase coined by former former President Trump wants uh, that they want to lynch or murder black people in the United States. And this was Brittany Packett Cunningham. I don't, it doesn't, it's just not hyphenated, but I don't know anybody with a middle name Packnet. That just sounds dumb as hell. Um, it's got to be hyphenated. Uh, but anyway, out of Missouri. Political activist, so big, big surprise. And she has a podcast I'm not even going to mention because nobody should listen to that, that racist hatred shit. Uh, but yeah, she's claiming that that's all it is is it's that we're all racist and we want to not make make america great again but we want to lynch and kill all blacks that's that's the claim it's, so they're claim they're claiming that a very extremely small number segment of society wants to kill all black people which there's no substantial evidence to there's no there's just that. yeah there's none however what they won't do is call out the bigger um, pink elephant in the room, which is there are more, and this is statistic. This is the numbers that are out there. There is more black on black crime than there ever is or has been white on black crime, but they won't address that elephant in the room that most of the crime against 
black folks is by other black folks. So it, it it's yeah. weird. Yeah, it's well, they're talking about a bill. There's there's apparently uh, they 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 she came on on this Joy Reid show to discuss a new bill, which is SB six 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 which apparently would revamp the state's self-defense laws. Uh, must be Missouri. Critics of the bill have d- dubbed it the Make Murder Legal Act and have argued that it'll make criminal, criminal or civil prosecution of identi- uh, individuals who use deadly force difficult. Uh, an excerpt from the bill reads as follows, quote, law enforcement agencies may use standard procedures for investigating the use or threatened use of force but the agency may not arrest a person for using or threatening to use force unless the agency determines that there is probable cause that the force that was used or threatened was unlawful. Which Okay, is, so in in layperson terms, yeah, what they're saying is what they're saying is you're on a street corner and I walk by and say, Hey man, F you, I'm gonna kick your ass. Um, right. and I and I keep walking. There is no basically that is that is what we uh, refer to at least in my agency as a non credible threat. Right. Yeah. The guy mouthed off to you and he walked away. Okay. So what? Or if I say, "Hey man, get off my lawn," or I'm gonna shoot you with a shotgun, and then I stand on my porch. There's no credibility. Now, if I come out on the porch and I'm holding a shotgun and say, get off my lawn or I will blow you away with my shotgun, that is now what we call a credible threat, and that falls under, at least in our law in our state, it's called menacing. And so that is an actual crime because there is credibility, there is an intent, there is a a, a means and, and a capability and an opportunity to carry out said threat of by me yelling at you saying, get out of my face, I'm going to shoot you while I'm holding a shotgun. But you have to satisfy those elements. And so basically, in layperson's terms, that's all that these folks are protesting is the fact that police departments have to prove that the threat was credible. And in their eyes, they basically want somebody to be arrested for mouth and off is is what it sounds like that they want, which is... It's free, you know, freedom of speech. I could tell anybody to piss off, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, they talk about the uh, um, uh, the McCloskeys. I don't know if you remember them. They were the married couple that uh, that yeah. brandished uh, M16s in front of their house to protect yeah, the, their house from Black Lives Matter protesters, that which broke into their property. Yeah, which were terrorists. And and, and and I want to be clear, this this is clearly MSNBC, and therefore it is extremely left, and that's it why is. they say BLM protesters and not terrorists like they actually were. Um, Correct. The, the, the uh, Joy Reid asserts that Mark McCloskey, who is running for an open Missouri Senate seat, recently praised the bill because it means that he and his wife could have just been in their slippers and shot every BLM protester that walked by legally without any sub- subsequent detainment which couldn't be further from the goddamn truth uh but but no. what goes on is they talk about the the bill would mean for her and other black activists uh this cunningham chicky that was on there said said that the former uh, or excuse me that for people like the mccloskeys black skin is weapon enough and claimed the bill was designed to legitimately or legitimize seeing blackness as a weapon and justify the murder of them uh, unbelievable. Yeah, that that's this, unreal. This, yeah, this is absolute, utter, one hundred percent racism. And, and and once again, 
who's who's more racist here the whites or the blacks it's it in in my mind it's 100 percent coming well i wouldn't say 100 percent, but the vast majority of the freaking race screaming and yelling is coming from the black side right now a hundred percent they keep screaming that they're 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 being kept down they're talking about lynchings they're talking about all these things those haven't happened since the 50s for fuck's sake settle the fuck down Make America Great yeah. Again had absolutely nothing to fucking do with executing anyone. I just... Uh, when was the last it, time you, you've seen a lynching on live TV? Yeah, never. <laughs> or YouTube. Not in my lifetime. For that matter. Yeah, not my lifetime. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I don't know. It just, it, it just fucking burns my blood that these people are allowed on TV and to spew this fucking garbage. And here they are. That's probably why MSNBC has the lowest ratings because well, exactly, a lot of people nobody can that stomach take them this seriously. Shit. Nobody <laughs> can stomach this shit. Nobody wants to watch this shit. It, it's complete and utter garbage, and it's nothing but racist garbage. Is all it is. It, it goes it, back if, to what we were uh, talking about a couple of episodes ago with you know Kamala La 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 Harris mispronouncing yeah, purpose. Yeah. Where that's the only they have no argument anymore. So the only argument that they have the fourth down punt is to say that's racist or that's sexist or you're discriminating. Oh, that's the 100%. only thing they got. Yeah, that's all that's they, the only got. they got. And they don't even have that. They don't even have that. And it's not even that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, so we, we got we got some racist stuff we covered. All right, let's move on to another idiot who is also racist, Stacey Abrams. Uh, she's receiving black, uh, backlash for posing maskless with a room full of children that were all masked. And she's yeah, have you seen the there, picture? Yes, I'm sitting there, the big tubelard sitting there, smiling with her giant gap in her freaking face, smiling like hell, and uh, everybody there is wearing masks except her. She's got a, you know, you know, she doesn't have a face people remember, so she's got a smile, super pretty, and got to be there. So in in her defense, is. she said she w- she was social distance though. Bullshit. There's a kid. <laughs> there's a kid not six inches off of her left side. There's another one ten port, inches. Off the port bow. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Yeah, no kidding. Look out, lady. She she yeah. should have a beeper so they can know when she's backing up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just. We've got juveniles off the port bow. Yeah, no. She that was in her defense. She said that she was social distancing. Oh, I, that's I a crock know. of fucking shit. The picture shows otherwise. It's, it's, it's hypocrisy caught in action is what it is. That's exactly it. So I don't need to talk anymore about that. She's an idiot. Um, let's move to California substitute teacher berates teen for supporting Confederacy over pro-police mask. Yes, yeah, I yeah. saw the video on that. Yeah, I didn't watch the video, so why don't you take this one and, and we'll just jump in and, and berate this teacher. Is this the young gentleman? I want to make sure I got the right story. The young man that was wearing 13 the year old. Lives Matter. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yep. The this Blue Lives Matter mask. Yeah, blue line face mask. Uh, yes. Absolutely. So, basically, and there's actually a happy ending to this. This young man was wearing a a, a a face mask. He was he was complying with the masking requirements of his area, right? And so he decided to wear a face mask, and the face mask was black in color, uh, and then it had a um, like a faded outline of an American flag and then it had the blue line going across the bottom so there was nothing obscene or absurd it was just basically an American flag with one of the stripes as blue and right. that as 
And for those of you who are not familiar, Blue Lives Matter, that is basically, that represents the thin blue line, or basically the line that law enforcement walks every day that kind of separates yes. order from chaos. Yep. And that's what the symbolism behind it, no more, no less. Right. There's no racism, there's no confederacy, there's, that's what it stands for, is in 100%. support of law enforcement. And so this young man decided to go to school because, uh, according to the story, his... I want to say it's his stepfather and his mother or his mother. He has two parents that are in law enforcement. Yep. And so he decided, hey, you know, I'm pro-law enforcement. I'm going to wear this to school. And he shows up to class. And there was a substitute teacher that uh, decided to berate him in front of his classmates and um, by telling him that he's a racist, he's part of the Confederacy, and just completely – completely just verbally tries to take this kid down and this wasn't just like and there was another and the video was from another student in the classroom that caught it on a cell phone and this wasn't just like hey you're a racist take that mask off your face this is what it stands for this went on for about 20 20 minutes until the bell rang to dismiss the class and the young man did a great job of trying to defend his opinion it basically says he has a right in the first amendment to uh wherever he wants and right. uh so there was a complaint that went up to the school board and my understanding is as a follow-up that that uh, substitute teacher is no longer allowed to teach at the school he's no longer allowed to teach at the district and they were putting a package together to petition for him to be the equivalent of like debarred or credentials revoked for the state that they were in. So there's kind of a happy ending to this one, which, you know, if you're going to chastise a student and, and again, my, the thing that sickens me is this didn't go on. This wasn't a a, a one or two minute conversation. This went on for 20 minutes. Yeah, This went on long enough for another student to record the thing on their freaking smartphone. Um, Which means that you have disrupted that learning environment to the point of that whole learning period is now gone. Wasted, completely wasted. And not only that, you're an adult. It's a 13 year right. old kid. If you have a problem with it, you take, you talk to the principal first. You let them freaking deal with it. And if that's not enough, then you reach out to the parents. You don't attack the kid, especially in front of an entire freaking room full of children. My God, how fucking stupid! But yeah, he couldn't be further from the truth. It's not the Confederate flag in no way, shape, or form. This is basically another uninformed freaking person that thinks they know all there is to know, and they couldn't be further from that. They they are complete idiots. Now, uh, you notice how I didn't say that the teacher was black, white, Asian, Hispanic, no, whatever, because no. it, it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. It, it doesn't matter. It's completely irrelevant because we, we don't bash you know specific skin color here um if, i want yeah 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 i was gonna say if the student was wearing a black lives matter and i was a teacher and i disagreed with it you know what it's his freedom of speech i don't have to agree with it right um he's not he's not hurting anybody it's well got how about how about bad. that for a perfect segue <laughs> yeah 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 Go ahead. A a teacher in Washington, this is a different story, teacher in Washington was ordered to take down a pro-police flag in her classroom over claims it's a political symbol. Yet, messages supporting BLM and LGBT pride flags are allowed in the school. They told her that it's controversial to have that flag up, that it makes kids and staff feel unsafe. 
uh, which to me is what she says in quotes, which to me, that does not make any sense at all. Um, yeah, so... No, it's, it's like wiping before you poop. There's once no again, this is the... This is, yeah, yeah, the thin, ble- thin blue line is, is flagged. This it's is like her, her, Elton John reading a Playboy. It doesn't make sense. Right, yeah. And, and this is, you know, it was, I don't know, whatever. It was... It was it, it was up there. It was it was an American flag with a thin blue line across it, and it was to support her brother, and had pictures all the way around it. And yeah, and and I just it's hypocr you know, hypocrisy is is what it is. It's it it knows no bounds in these United States. And honestly, I I I call it America. I don't usually use United States anymore because we could not be more divided than we are now. Uh, it, but it is a prelude or a precursor to discrimination because what you're doing is you're allowing oh, absolutely 100% one you're allowing one multimedia symbol of one uh, opinion to be displayed but you are not allowing the um, media symbol for an opposing opinion to be displayed right. that's exactly that is what discriminatory it is. Yep, that is exactly. and I don't care if it's black lives matter Blue Lives Matter. I don't care if it's um, coexist with LBGTQ. Any of that. I don't care. Yeah, it doesn't, yeah, matter, it, what it doesn't it matter what it is. It's irrelevant. You are allowing mm-hmm. one medium to be displayed, and you are not allowing the opposing medium or the opposing um, argument to be displayed. That is yeah. discrimination. Yeah. Well, we're not done there. We go out to your neck of the woods, Oregon. <laughs> but wait, there's more. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's kill that one. That one. What's going on in look, What's going on in um, Oregon? Oregon teacher removes American flag from classroom. Says it quote stands for violence and menace and intolerance. First of all, teacher, that's too many ands. Uh, clearly doesn't know how to use a comma. So bang up job, teacher. Uh, Portland area teacher who opposes her district's vote to ban Black Lives Matter and LGBTQ pride symbols in schools told the local media that she removed the American flag from her classroom because it represents violence and menace and intolerance. Gail Groby, an English teacher. Well, clearly not a good one because, as I just pointed out, she's, you know, run on sentences. Um, Hopefully she knows what those are. Maybe not. She can look them up. Anyway, uh, her union is mobilizing against the newly approved resolution by the Newburgh Public Schools that bans overtly, quote, political imagery on campus, including Black Lives Matter and Pride symbols. We are certainly going to become very active in terms of supporting a community coalition that is formed against these actions by the board, she says. Um, but yeah, she takes this shit down. Takes down the American fucking flag. Are you fucking kidding me? How horrible! I mean, here's a communist right here, and it's 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 the other way. Uh, you know, it it went the other direction here, but it's once again, you take a look at the Washington. You're banning this flag, but you're allowing these other ones. In this one, they're banning all of these, and she takes down the American flag, saying, "Oh, that's part of it. It's violence and menace and intolerance." Uh, no, it's the representative of your country. If you don't like it. Pack your oh, shit man. and collect all those other assholes who said they were moving to Canada and take them the fuck with you. Yeah, whatever happened to them? Because they're still oh, they're still country. fucking around. They still flapping their yappers. They <laughs> haven't fucking moved. You know, we need to load them up on a fucking boat and ship them off to some random country in the middle of nowhere, and then they can fuck that up however they like. But 
I'm getting awful sick and tired of them fucking up ours. But yeah, here we are. You know, now she's going to be, you know, because somebody took the steps, the proper steps to remove all of that shit. They were not going to allow the blue line. They were not going to allow Black Lives Matter, any pride symbols. None of that was allowed. And you know what? 100% good on them for doing it. Right. But this teacher takes it a step further and says, well, they're going to ban all that stuff. I'm taking the American flag down. My God. I mean, this is basically, you know what? And this is another fourth down punt is what it is. You have nothing better, so you're going to just pull that. Why, why isn't the American flag also banned, she says? Well, saying it's the most political symbol out there. <laughs> no, no, no. You, madame, are a communist and need to go. So I'm going to really twist your, your knickers up here. Because okay, I went back luck. and read the beginning of the, of the article, and I think we missed an important fact. And the fact is, is she co- that is she the communist? teacher, the teacher opposed the vote to ban Black Lives Matter. And oh Pride yeah, Civil. of course she did. Well, she was for those being presented into the classroom, and oh, then yeah, on top she of liked that, that. Yeah, so she wants BLM. She wants the Pride symbols. Yeah, she she, she was wants, she was all sore and butt hurt Guerrera, because she, yeah. she, she she wants the Cuban flag or whatever to be flown, but the yeah. American flag n- not. Even oh, yeah. though, even though, and again, you can look up. You can you can punch in the old Googs. Pull up the old Googs and punch in Black Lives Matter, and and it will show you page after page after page of riot and civil unrest and mm-hmm. violence and violence to property and, pro- and violence to people under Black Lives Matter. But the American flag is intolerance, violence and intolerance. It's the sheer fact that we have the American flag and that we have the United States and that we have uh, women and men in service who have gone out and died for our country. It's a sheer fact that we have this American... It be, it's because that American flag is flying that yep. she has the freedom to put up a Black Lives Matter symbol. Yep. In her Otherwise, had she lived in a communist country, she would have been executed already long ago. And so would Absolutely. all of them. Yep. You I, wouldn't I, be allowed I hear to Venezuela has an open border policy. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Ship them all there. That'd be great. <laughs> Ship them all there. Let them go deal world. with that dictator down there. That'd be great. Yeah. Pack them up. Ship them out of here. We don't fucking need them anymore. Uh, moving on. Uh, this we, we, we get off of all that. We move to uh, COVID bullshit. So, unvaccinated dad loses custody of children. Judge, judge waves away dad's research on jabs. So, apparently this guy, well, ultimately the guy lost his kids and is not allowed to see them without, uh, looks like there's some some uh, supervised visits or something like that, and it's very little. Well, he did his research, but it doesn't matter. Nobody freaking believes him. He's not a doctor, so that's the end of that, but he, uh, this is New Brunswick, Canada. He lost custody of children for including immunocompromised 10-year-old after judge ruled in favor of the mother late last month. Now, uh, you know, this is immunocompromised 10-year-old. I get that. Yeah, this is a pretty specific circumstance. Yeah, this is a specific circumstance. The the headline kind of baits you into, oh, my God, pick up your pitchforks, pick up your torches, and let's go kill people. Um, And then the first... You know, first paragraph talks about an immunocompromised kid. Okay, well, you probably should be a better guy and at least 
avoid him or be on the other side of some plate glass to see him and whatnot for a little while until this shit's done, but or at least test to show that you're negative, you know? I, I don't know, but I don't know. I think I think it's BS that that you know you get banned from seeing your children. I mean, but I, I get in this case there's good reason for it. So maybe I maybe we don't. I don't know. In this specific case, because you have a child that's immunocompromised and the father's not vaccinated, and I, to me, I don't care if it's COVID, if it's measles or whatever. If if the father, if I was a father. And that was my child. I would do whatever it would take for me to be able to see and care for my child, even if that meant maybe. That's just my opinion. Maybe, that's just my but clearly, opinion. clearly they're separated. They're divorced. So correct. Yeah. Um, maybe it, it, it. They don't raise the question of of religion. Um, no. You know, if he's a religious zealot and and doesn't believe in this vaccination, I mean, it's it's religious, but you know, I. I don't know. It brings up a lot of questions. It really does. Do we have the time it's, to answer them here tonight? No. <laughs> but, no. Yeah. But I, I mean, can, it's, you know. I'm going to take the mom's side on this one and say that I, I think that she has a right to ask the father in, in, in light of a highly contagious virus that, hey, um, you should, you should probably, and if, if, if you don't get the vaccine maybe there's some alternative like you, she can go sit in a bubble and you can visit her while she's in a bubble or whatever but it seems to me that the mother is airing out of safety for the child so i, maybe, I can kind of get on board maybe with that. maybe but but this is dad and then his new wife both refused to be right. vaccinated so this might be some some uh, nefarious stuff on the jaded X. Um, Possibly. You know, regardless, not reading any more into it, she has an immuno, uh, immunocompromised child of 10. I would say see, you can't force a guy to be vaccinated, but you shouldn't be. True. You shouldn't, because he refuses to get vaccinated, he shouldn't lose the right to see his child. However, no. I would suggest, since this kid is immunocompromised, that he should at least bring with him a freaking test and do a quick test so that he can, you know what, hey, I just tested, I'm negative, I'm good to go, then he can come see him. I don't see why not. I, I don't see why that is not allowed. I think that the issue goes a lot deeper, and it's not just COVID-centric, because if the child is immunocompromised, he might not be vaccinated against anything. He might he might be an anti-vaxxer that, you know, and I'm just speculating that that is not vaccinated against anything from the yeah, measles, the mumps, the whooping cough. And, and I get know. all that, and I get all that, but here they they specifically mention the coronavirus pandemic. So because that's what makes the news. Well, yeah, of course. If they didn't mention that, it wouldn't have made the fucking news at all. Yeah. <laughs> and we wouldn't be talking yeah, I, about it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stand on the side of the mom, but not. But don't necessarily take the children away. Allow the father and the new wife some ways of like, you could put them into an isolated hospital. If she's immunocompromised, she's probably in some form of hospital care, right? Well, yeah. And so you you could put them in an isolation room and let the dad. Yeah, look put at them in a the bubble, bubble boy, bubble boy. Yeah. You know? Let let them talk through the glass, you know, like like a yeah, jail. Give one saying, on one phone know? and one on the other, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so there's ways to get around it. Um, 
Yeah, I, I mean, obviously but, there's but more. But what, what gets but. me on the end is the quote from the from the judge or the courts stated: the father can file an urgent request uh, request to regain custody if he gets vaccinated. This is what really kicks me in the nuts: is this complete? What, what's the word? This this they're ignoring the actual facts and the data. And they're claiming, they're acting as if this vaccination prevents you from getting COVID 100%. If he gets the vaccine, he can come in just fine and we'll let him see his child. Correct. What the fuck proof do you have that this vaccination is going to prevent him from getting COVID? He can still carry it. He can still, my, my solution of having a test to see his child is the best one. He can still see his kid. He's not revoked. He just has to provide a test and show, see, I'm negative. How hard would that be? He can still see his kid. And he should be doing that whether he's vaccinated or not. I, I, I think this is complete. They missed the fucking mark here. And I'm still on that side. I think this is this is the, the wrong way of going about it. I, I do agree with you on the fact that, uh, and I use myself as an example, uh, I'm vaccinated. I caught COVID. Not only did I catch COVID, but I tested negative for the first seven, eight, nine days before the test finally came back positive. And so there was a period of time for seven, eight, nine days where I was contagious to other people. So just because you give somebody a test or give them a vax does not necessarily mean that they're not carrying the virus with them. And that's the science out there. But yeah, I, I agree with you that a vax, just because he's vax, it's not going to change anything because we all know, I I know from my experience that you could be vax and still get COVID or still be a carrier. Yeah, and, and we've yeah, got... Yeah, the vax is not going to, it's not a, it's not a cure-all. Well, and then this John Hopkins study uh, that reignites the COVID lockdown debate, uh, they've contributed to reducing economic activity, raising unemployment, reducing schooling, causing political unrest, contributing to domestic violence and undermining liberal democracy, the report notes. Uh, Recent controversial John Hopkins meta-analysis reignites a discussion about the adverse consequences of lockdowns after finding they had no significant morality benefit during the first wave of the 2020 pandemic in the United States and Europe, according to the recent reports. In quotes, uh, we find no evidence that lockdowns, school closures, border closures, and limiting gatherings have any noticeable effect on COVID-19 morality or mortality, uh, said the authors of the study. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, the, however, they did find that closing non-essential businesses did reduce COVID-19 mortality by 10.6%, which is most likely related to the closure of bars. Well, yeah, everybody goes to drink and, and socialize and whatnot. Right. And if you go right. there anyway, you're still taking your freaking mask off, so whatever. But uh, they, they go on to say that our study shows the benefits of lockdowns in terms of fewer deaths are questionable and small. Jonas Herbie, special advisor of the Center for Political Studies in Copenhagen, Denmark, told Fox News. So this is Denmark now. Herbie's research focuses on law and economics, and he is a co-author of the study. Uh, Herbie wrote this meta-analysis with two other prominent economists, noted lockdowns having devastating effects uh, instead. They have contributed, uh, we already read that part, so let's skip down further. Uh, The report 
The report on the effect of lockdowns does not significantly advance our understanding of the relative effectiveness of the plethora of public health measures adopted by different countries to limit COVID transmission. Ferguson, somebody named Ferguson, posted on a science media center in the United Kingdom. So this is the whole world arguing back and forth about whether it's right. lockdowns are good, lockdowns are bad, blah, 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 blah. Honestly, I go back to what I originally said when this first started and said, you know what? We should just do the herd immunity bullshit. There's no way we should be worried about freaking all of this stuff. You know, if you've got seniors and you got immunocompromised people, you keep them locked up and away and safe and you avoid them at all costs. And the rest of us need to get it and get over it and move the fuck on. And we wouldn't have had a need for any of this vaccine. We wouldn't have had the, the horrible economy and the, the damage that it's done to to this country. Um, I don't know. But once again, they're in, you know, bringing up more debates on, on all that. Anything more my, you want to add? Take on, yeah. uh, just my take on the whole thing is, once again, and it's, I'm, I know I'm beating a dead horse here, but... Well, and that's what um, they, they keep talking about in the news, so we got to talk yeah, about it, right? I, I've... You know, I uh, I was in the store the other day and uh, walked in, and the person I always carry a ma- I'm at the point now where I carry a mask and I put it in my pocket, and if one of the employees or the manager walks up and says, "Hey, we have a policy," you know, uh, Oregon state law, whatever, you got to put a mask on. Okay, fine, I'll I'll put a mask on, but I'm not doing it unless somebody approaches me and says, "You need to put a mask on," because the cloth masks don't work. Unless you're wearing the KN95 or the M95 mask and have positive pressure, it's not 100% effective. So they, they don't no, work. No. And they so my whole point being is is I drank the Kool-Aid, right? Yeah. I, I wore the mask. I got the vaccine. I social distanced, did the lockdown. I was a good citizen. I drank the Kool-Aid, and I still got fucking COVID. So you can't sit here and tell me that lockdowns and masks work because they don't – they might work – some of the time under specific circumstances, but across the board, it's it's ineffectual. the The virus is going to run its course. There's going to be a culling. The the in, and I'm sorry, it's tragic, but there's there's people are going to die from it. But it's going to run its course and it'll run its course out and and be done with it. Um, I drank the Kool Aid and it still didn't stop me from getting COVID. So. Anyway, well, that's my thoughts on that. Yeah. Well, well, we move on to the MSN. Uh, 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 let's see, the Daily Caller uh, has has one here about the co-inventor of the rotavirus vaccine. Two former FDA officials take a stand against booster mandates in support yes. of natural immunity. Um, Great now, article, too. Yeah, and, and, and I'll just read the first clip here uh, of it. Dr. Paul Offit, the co-inventor of the rotavirus vaccine and former member of the Centers for Disease, basically CDC, and Prevention Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices. Uh, Doctors Luciana Borio and Philip Krauss, two former Food and Drug Administration officials, uh, it looks like they co-wrote this thing, requiring booster shots, and they they all claim that it's overkill at best for Americans who have some level of natural immunity from COVID-19 infection. At worst, they said, it's an unnecessary risk. Mandating boosters... For people who have been infected with the coronavirus means that it's unnecessary vaccine doses may be given to many tens of millions of Americans and they are wasting doses. Uh, yeah, huge. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, I've I've said it before that, and if you can show me that the booster, I haven't gotten the booster because nobody has yet in my research. I have not found anybody that can show me the information that says that if I get the booster, it will pr- protect me from all these other variants, et cetera, et cetera, across the board. I now have better immunity having the original vaccine and now having had yeah. COVID. I've got yep. better immunity yep. than you. Again, it's an unnecessary boost. Yeah, yeah. And that's exactly what it comes. A recent study from the CDC found that natural immunity outperformed vaccine immunity alone, but that maximum immunity was conferred in people who both survive prior COVID-19 infection and were vaccinated uh, and and boosted. So, yeah, yeah, so there's that. Um, I don't know. There it is. Um, I still ain't getting any of the fucking shots until they can tell me it's 100% fucking effective fuck off it's the same reason right. i don't i don't do the uh the flu shot every year it, it it you know despite what they say oh the flu shot can't get you sick i get sick every fucking time i've ever taken that so you know what i ain't <laughs> taking it i'm done i'm done i'm stop I, I will take my chances with whatever god throws at me if i'm to get sick it's his will and it's just the way it is i wash my hands i'm a clean person i don't have to worry about all of that shit i'm in in areas where i end up could be getting all this stuff i've had enough sicknesses and stuff i was a kid when i was out playing in the sandbox when i was little i freaking ate dirt like every other kid i'm kind of garden hose you're damn right that that nasty in the lake the rivers oh yeah i did all those things you did all the things that you did growing up and you know what i've been surrounded by it i've had it next to me for eight hours working touching the same shit and guess what i'm still negative every fucking week i'm still required to test which i think is another giant waste of fucking money but here i am still negative and i don't expect to get it anytime soon so I have no interest in taking this stuff. And if it's Omicron that comes out and gets me, whoop-de-doo. If any of them get me, that's the one to get. But regardless, I think natural immunity was the way to go from the very start. Here we are. Um, uh, you know, another guy on my side here is this North Carolina veteran in need of a kidney transplant, transplant vows he will die for his freedom. Now, that's uh, uh, interesting uh, in itself, that title. Um, but as you scroll, you find a U.S. Air Force veteran, Chad Carswell, 38 of Conover, North Carolina, is desperate in need of a kidney transplant to save his life. Um, he does not believe that getting a COVID vaccine is the best thing for him, and as a result, because he won't take the vaccine, which is required for transplant candidates by hospitals in the North Carolina area, have he's been denied a life-saving kidney transplant. He claims he has had COVID twice um, on his interview on February 3rd of, of this year. That, however, does not seem to be taken into account, he said, by the medical powers that, that be regarding the transplant pl- process or procedures. He says, I'm blessed. I'm still here. As long as I'm still here, I still have a chance. Um, but yeah, dialysis, and he's doing all that, and he's doing all these things, but he needs a kidney, and they're not going to give it to him because he's not vaccinated. What the fuck, man? Yeah. What that, the fuck um, is that? That is vaxism. Yeah, once again, vaxism. Yeah, that's, that's there's a term that is used. vaxism. Yep. 
He claimed, he goes on to state, I am not anti-vax. This isn't political. It's, I'm all about choice. And I believe that anybody who chooses to get the vaccine because they think it's safe for them and it's what's best for them and their family, plus the boosters, by all means, do whatever you need to do. You're not wrong. But me choosing to do the same thing for me, meaning to have his freedom of choice, is this the exact same thing as you choosing to do what you feel is right for you. I'm not wrong either. I have my own opinions. I'm a veteran, I fought for this country, and I believe in my right to be able to choose what I think is right for me. He added, do I believe in the vaccine? He says, no, I don't. Do I believe that it works? I don't. And I also believe that natural immunities are very, very, very key to COVID. I've had COVID twice. I have natural immunities for it. For me, it's about the choice of things that are right for me. And here he is going to choose death over taking a vaccine. Because of his beliefs. It's, you know what? I, I have to applaud the guy. Where is it? For standing up for what yeah. he believes in, 100% applaud the guy. Um, for the people that are freaking denying him because he won't get a freaking unproven fucking vaccine. Yeah, so there's that. I don't know. Uh, yeah. It, it, it seems to me that this is this is a, a true case of spirit of the law versus letter of the law where the medical community is saying this is the letter of the law you will get a vaccine and you know this is the criteria for the transplant instead of yeah. looking at the spirit of the law which is the guy probably has better natural immunity and you know at what point in time does the doctor say i i you know do no harm right the hippocratic right. oath do no harm so what they're what harm that. are you doing by denying a transplant based off of it's dis, it's discriminatory and it's vaxism absolutely yeah, yeah, i i hope and i pray that this gentleman lives it, it, and it's going to be hard on him but i hope that he lives um on through dialysis and that and that he's able to live past all of these mandates and then able to it, i would love to be able to read a story where he he's he's going to be able to finally walk in and get his transplant to save his life after all of these mandates and everything are are done and a guy who stands up for what he believes in shouldn't freaking have to fucking die to prove his point but yeah they're gonna make him do it that's what we've come to in this country and it's fucking sad uh, let's move on and uh, let's let's use the federal government. This is one that you posted. The federal government using thirty million to give crack pipes to addicts for free. So here we are. <laughs> Get your vax and do all these things. We're not going to give you a kidney, but we're going to give all these addicts a bunch of crack and pipes to yeah. So why don't you take that one? I got to suck down some water. Yeah, so the federal government is actually pushing back on this one, and Jen Psaki, the press secretary, has gone on camera since the story came out and said that it was a misinterpretation or misrepresentation of what the plan was. And basically, to back up what it is, is the federal government has given out 30 – has allotted $30 million for a um, – what do they call this? A um, – a clean smoking program or a safe smoking program and somebody got the idea that they were going to put government supplied crack pipes in in which turned out not to be true however 
and I'm going to open up the article here. Um, it still goes back to. Um, it does show that there's a list provided that includes safe smoking kit slash supplies. Safe smoking kit. That's what yeah, it is. Yeah. It, it's going back to, and I'm reminded of, uh, there is, and you can look this up on YouTube, Google, whatever. There is a video of Joe Biden about 20 or 30 years ago where Biden was part of legislation that passed a law, and he's on video. It's right there in front of your eyes where he says that a person found with crack cocaine the size of a quarter in their pocket will go to jail for five years, mandatory. Nothing the judge can do about it. Mm-hmm. So he is a big a big supporter of that. Fast forward 20, 30 years later, and now he's in the White House giving out money so that people can basically – he's funding these safe – legal injection sites and there was a big site that cropped up like down in san francisco where people can go in to and and get high in these get high centers basically um and so this is it's this is all part of the decriminalization of narcotics and drugs this is all part of the no bail system this is all part of district you know there's a whole bigger picture out here of district attorneys that are going soft well, on crime and, and i get all that and i get all that but but sh- wouldn't it be better served to have a facility that that's a medical in nature that is more of a weaning program where you bring these people in they sign in kind of like a uh a Betty Ford kind of a clinic where you right. check in and you stay there and they work you down over the course of a couple of weeks or however long longer it takes rather than uh, giving these smoking kits to, you know, and, and a guide including pipes for users to smoke crack and methamphetamines and any illicit substance that they want. You know, have it a little bit more specific. You know, bring them in if, if they actually. Here's the thing: you can show them the watering hole, but whether they come to drink it is a whole different ball game. And if you just give them the stuff, there's no guarantee they're actually gonna use it for anything other than getting high and disappearing and causing trouble. Bring them in into a, a facility, maybe not a prison st- setting, but some sort of an in no, therapy, like a rehabilitation. Yeah, an inpatient care area where they can rehab through it. And if you got to give them a little as you go, you give it to them, you know, in injection or whatever, however the case needs to be done. And then give them a clean bill of health once they come out on the other side and send them back out with with some sort of a program to get a job and, and start fresh and whatnot with sponsors and all these people they can call for whatnot. But yeah, I. The way it this sounds, is trying hand, to get handing rid out of, stuff and just giving it to them, but <laughs> yeah, this this is trying to get rid of a problem by throwing money at it. Well, and yeah. I agree with you a hundred percent on the fact that the money should be going to more of a rehabilitation setting, 100%. where there's going to be an end statement, not just come in and it's a warm place to get a, a clean yield to shoot up. Well, what right. about after the fact? Let's let's get them, like you said, let's get them weaned off. Let's substitute Suboxone in, in place of opiates. Let's let's get them clean. You know, the money would be better spent into rehabilitation. Because let's face it, and I and I've worked worked with addicts and I've dealt with them. Uh, unless that addict wants to get clean, if you're handing them free shit. They're just going to keep taking it and keep going out and getting high. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're going the other way there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're just throwing money at, at a problem 
um, to, to, to make it go away. And the article, and I'm not going to get into it because we've already covered. Oh, yeah, sure, we, we're way, racial, way the hell over. Yeah, racial inequality. But a lot of this has to do with Biden is saying this is his executive order on, and this is his executive order, his words on my advancing racial equity. And, I mean, there's a whole racial element to this, and we've already beat mm. the racial horse tonight. And I, it's... An, an addict is an addict. It doesn't matter what your race or ethnicity. Right, and, and that, is that, that's background. that's my main issue is with you know, and it seems tonight's theme again is is heavy on the COVID, heavy on the race. The biggest thing for me is like you know, like you said, what was it, Morgan Freeman? You know, we need to just stop talking about it. Right. Um, we need to stop with the the whole BLM. We need to stop with oh my God, he did it because I'm this color or I'm that color. And, you know, and a larger part of that is stop having TV channels that are black news channels. Stop running programs that are that are pro one color or the other. You don't see a white news network out there. You don't see a white news channel or, or you know, uh, uh, BET TV is another one, black entertainment. You know, we don't have a white entertainment. I mean, no, we don't that, have an Asian entertainment. Racist. Right, it'd be it's racist either way, but the problem is they refuse to fucking see it. They refuse to accept that they can be racist as because oh my god, it's been the whites that have been racist. Yeah, way back in the day, and the race uh, uh, pendulum has swung a hundred percent the other fucking direction. Now it's the white people ducking and covering because no matter what they do, they're freaking claimed that they're racist now. I mean, you know, I can freaking chain you know to make a left hand turn in a freaking uh, you know in a one way and right. somehow i'm fucking racist because of it and i'm probably an extremist and a bigot and a sexist and a gun-toting fool that loves maga you know <laughs> not oh. saying that none of that's untrue <laughs> but but so you've been to work with me then you've been to work with me then that's yeah. every day at work for me <laughs> i know i know exactly so yeah it's just i'm just getting sick and tired of that bullshit that that's out there and and it's you know once again let, let's hear from Don. but it's political bullshit he is 100 <laughs> percent right i haven't hit yeah. enough of these buttons today and i i missed a few gongs earlier but we'll get well, them at the end just to close the article out, it basically what the money what is the money going to? The money is going to in these cities. It basically mm -hmm. going going to mouthpieces to prevent glass cuts, rubber bands to prevent finger burns, filters to minimize. Stop giving them equipment to shoot up with and start treating the addiction. That's where the money needs to be going to. Yeah. You don't give a bank robber a fucking loaded gun. I mean, and and a ski mask. Yeah. Here here's your ski mask, here's your gun. <laughs> Yes. No, don't go rob banks bank. anymore. Yeah. yeah. Be safe robbing that yeah, next bank. Yeah, be safe. In, in, yeah, instead of robbing the bank, why don't you go to the gun club and shoot your ammo there? Right. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> good luck. You know, yeah, give, yeah. Yeah, I mean, really, it's it's the it's the equivalent of that. I mean, almost. You give him a ski mask, you give him a gun with some ammo, and you might as well give him a wad of cash. Save him the effort and of going and robbing the bank. And while you're at it, we're going to give you some body armor. So if you do get shot at by the police, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, you'll be good to go. <laughs> Safer bank robbing. Yeah, let's move to some of the. I, I would I would like to say move <laughs> on to the more of the weird and funny stories, but the, this one really isn't weird and funny. Although some of the last ones that we have already covered are. Uh, how about the faith healer? You wanna you wanna Oh that yeah. That one was the one uh, that you posted and I read that and I'm like, Are yeah, you yeah. fucking kidding me? This cannot be in the United States. 
No, no, no. It, it was in India. No, of course. Yeah, this it, the, from where they slaughter goats and accidentally miss India or, or Pakistan. I want to yeah, say. In, anyway, is there a difference? Um, article reads: <laughs> Faith Healer convinced pregnant. I'm woman. an asshole. I'm sorry. I, I said that. My bad. <laughs> that, that hammering and nail in her skull would yeah. result in a in a baby boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who knew? The pregnant woman was so desperate not to give birth to a fourth daughter, because I guess daughters are bad, that she consulted a faith healer who said he just knew what to do. Hammer a two-inch nail into her skull. (laughs) Yeah. I can't keep a straight face. This is one of those articles. Um, And I can't make this up. This is a a real article. Uh, The woman who has not been uh, identified uh, showed up at, at a hospital in Pakistan bleeding extensively bleeding from her skull she first told the staff that she'd been advised to recite chants and hammer the nail into her own skull to guarantee the gender of her own unborn child would be male upon further investigations doctors became convinced that it would be impossible for such a self-inflicted wound to determine that somebody else had done the hammering for her (laughs) well yeah yeah i don't know that would take some hell of hand-eye coordination Apparently, um, she's yeah. She uh, the team also investigated why any medical staff did not immediately alert authorities. Um, they told the media that the woman was bleeding and quote unquote in immense pain. Yeah, you got a two inch spike sticking out of your skull. Yeah. When she arrived, but she was elusive. She says that the woman in her locality did the same. Um, apparently, there was another woman that 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 hammered a nail into her skull and gave birth to a boy. Look, folks. Putting putting a nail in your skull or not, you got a fifty fifty chance. Regardless if there's a nail in your skull or yeah. not, you got a fifty fifty chance of what your gender is, uh, what gender the baby is going to be. <laughs> oh. oh, and her her husband was was threatened to leave her apparently if she had a fourth daughter. So yeah, I by, guess there's a little Felicia. reason why. Yeah. You know, if my wife said, I'm leaving you if I give birth to another daughter, bye, Felicia, and it's not worth putting a two-inch nail into my skull. God. Have fun. Don't let the screen door hit you in the ass on the way yeah, out. Yeah, really? God damn it. Uh, this next one is Florida. Imagine that. Florida home to be sold in novel, non-fungible token deals. Now, we talked a little bit about these i don't know what the fuck these non-fungible tokens is i'm not really up on what these things are apparently there's some sort of a version of encryption technology employed to secure yeah cryptocurrency you got any idea what the hell these things are basically a it's a -a one-of-a-kind digital object okay the technology provides digital creations a kind of certificate of authenticity, allowing ownership of something that could otherwise be replicated endlessly. Um, so basically, it, the way it was explained to me, it's like there is, and usually they use pictures. So like I take a picture of my beer mug and put it online, and then I, I use this technology to put some sort of a certificate of authenticity, and then I use some sort of a cryptocurrency to put actual money value to it. And now this picture of my beer mug has a certificate uh, with a bank account backing the certificate that says that this picture is worth you know $100,000 or whatever it is that's worth it. It's like a unique ID code. 
Now that person, let's just say that I want to buy a house for a hundred thousand. I'm just making up numbers. I want to buy a house for a hundred thousand dollars. Well, what I do now is I take this picture, and then I trans, I, I use the picture as as a payment on this house because it carries this digital identity that is accounted, you know, connected to a bank account that has real money backing up the. Cre- it's really weird. I, I don't trust anything digital. I don't I don't trust. Yeah, I mean this this to me reads hackers are going to become millionaires overnight. That that's pretty to much me is way too dangerous. Yeah, I, I guess I guess somebody is planning on selling the they're going to the four bedroom home in Gulfport, Florida, California based real estate tech company will mint the property rights into a digital token. And host an online auction with bids starting at six hundred fifty thousand. Uh, it w- according to what they say, minting property rights into an NFT would allow owners to sell a home quickly as a Venmo transaction. Um, uh, I don't know. Described as a such transaction is essentially just selling a company and a company that owns the house. Huh. It's it's a cheaper, quicker way to sell. A, a tangible product for large, enormous amounts of money. And like they said, instead of going down and getting a loan and getting a mortgage or going to the bank and yeah, then drawing I mean, up paperwork, you would be able to basically walk up and say, I want to buy your house. I have this NFT certificate. It's worth this amount of money. And you, you guys bump your iPhones together and now yeah. the certificate goes from one phone to the that's what they're trying to do they're trying to really simplify the process but the thing of it is is that you're taking out all the checks and balances in the system of going right. through the loan yeah going and, through and the, the county assessor going yeah, through the appraisal yeah you know. exactly all of that stuff has to you know should be done just to verify but i guess if you fuck you Windows sketchy Defender. yeah um sketchy. yeah yeah if you have um I don't know if you got 650k. I guess maybe you don't give a rat's ass about all that shit. Right. <laughs> I mean, if you got that kind of money to to buy a fucking house in Florida from California, well, what the hell? So, all right. Well, I guess I just I still don't know much about those, and it just seems like that's just something that's so weird and off the wall to me. I, I just it doesn't make sense to me. But whatever, it is what it is. People are using it. I guess. I, I don't know, who am I? Uh, how about this one? A wandering hen taken into custody at Pentagon security area. We got a breach. We, we have got a, a security breach. Yeah. breach. Uh, a wandering chicken was caught sneaking around a security area at the Pentagon, a local animal wildlife or welfare organization said. Local animal where- welfare. Interesting. Uh, the loose hen was found early Monday morning during uh, near the U.S. Department of Defense headquarters. Uh, this Animal Welfare League of Arlington, Virginia, wrote on social media, apparently the answer to why did the chicken cross the road is to get to the Pentagon. Har, har, Ah, They're hilarious. Yes, yes, hilarious. This Chelsea Jones, a spokesperson for the organization, sent in an email. Uh, She couldn't reveal the precise location where the bird was spotted. We are not allowed to disclose exactly where she was found. We can only say that it was at a security checkpoint. Uh, also unclear where the chicken came from or how she got to the Pentagon. 
the hen, and they get to go. They go on to describe the fucking hen. Listen to this, which has brown feathers and a red comb and waddles. <laughs> uh, really? Had no idea. Well, that's yeah. That's the description of a chicken. It's a so, genetically, so. it's a genetically engineered chicken from China. Well, it could be. It could be. Uh, apparently, the Rhode Island. <laughs> Rhode Island Red Jones. Why do they have to? Whatever. Oh, it's a Rhode Island Red. Okay, that's apparently what that's this. The, it's a type. Is of that chicken. the flavor? It's the flavor the of the chicken. Yeah. Does it taste different than any other chicken? I don't know. <laughs> uh, this. Well, hold on. He says the, the he describes the bird as sweet and nervous. So maybe that is the taste. Maybe it's a sweet chicken. Yeah, I'd be nervous too if I had nanites shoved up my wazoo trying to break into the pentagon yeah she was allowed had some had allowed some people to pet her uh she was now known as henny penny (laughs) fucking henny penny some of the name from the sky is falling yeah no okay yeah i I wasn't familiar with that uh yeah chicken little yeah okay uh Let's see. I guess Jimmy Fallon went on and made fun of it. But that's about it on that one. But yeah, here it was. Yeah. It's got somewhere around the Pentagon. China. Mm-hmm. It was a it was a a Wuhan Wuhan red chicken. There it is. It's a Wuhan chicken <laughs> flu that they're gonna launch on us. It's it's gonna be bird flu to We got the bird flu. <laughs> yep, yeah. We're done with COVID. Unleash the bird that's flu the new second pandemic level. Is- yeah. yeah. First, it was the West Nile booty virus. Then yeah, COVID. Then we had, then we had the, the swine stuff. We had the bird stuff. Now we got to go bird 2.0. The Rhode Island red virus. That's Rhode what it Island is. red. So we call it <laughs> RIR uh, 2. RIR 2. Rear. The rear. Ah, it's got to be a better. I'm sure we'll come up with something better. Uh, let's see. Fake poop. China. Yeah, so here we have poop in the news, but it's only fake. So fake poop. Only fake, so we can oh, yeah, talk about it. Yep, yep. Helps evicted owls settle in the new neighborhood. I don't know how, so god damn it, I'm gonna read onward. These uh, articles are pretty foul, if you yeah. ask me. <laughs> har har, well played, yeah. <laughs> Settling into a new home can be tough for anyone, so scientists have come up with some tricks to make transplanted burrowing owls feel like they're not alone in their new digs playing owl sounds, and scattering fake poop. <laughs> uh, apparently, let's see, let's move it around. Um, biologists have tried moving owls to protected grasslands, but the challenge has been getting to owls to accept their new homes. Okay, so that's a problem. They don't like the new digs. Okay, so they said just dropping them off in the new habitat wasn't uh, working. Uh, pilot program scientists took pains to create the impression that owls already lived there so they'd stick around and it worked they like to live in a neighborhood uh, to live near other owls this lady says which launched the experiment of u.s fish and wildlife service so the scientists played recordings of other owls calling and new arrivals released at four locations in southern california uh, they used a syringe to squirt around a fake owl poop in really white, in reality, white paint, I guess. Okay. So that was my question is what yeah. is, it, it what was constitutes apparently white? Owl. Well, I guess owl poop is similar to bird crap, right? You know, so. Right. That reminds me. I was, I was, <laughs> once again, it was social media, the Facebook. I was flipping, flipping around. And you know how you, 
this is kind of off topic, but but bird poop made me think of this one. And I was flipping through this morning anyway, and there's this there's this woman standing outside this guy in his car, and he's sitting in his car, and you can he's holding his phone so you can see his face, the window, and she's out there yelling and screaming and dancing up and down. It looks like she's pissed off at him. And there's a piece of there's a little lump of bird shit on his window, and it's funny as hell. Because he's got the window rolled up, there's a little bird shit in the middle, and she's over there yelling and yelling and yelling, and then she starts licking the window. And what's hilarious (laughs) is where she's licking the window, she's right below the bird shit. He rolls down the window, so it rolls right into her mouth. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And he just starts laughing. I would, and she's almost out there puking and disgusting. But I'm like, it almost had to be a setup. But if it wasn't, it was well played. But yeah, so it it wasn't. Yeah, well played, sir. Yeah, well, well played. played. Yeah, she's gonna be out there screaming and lick your window. What what possessed her to lick the window? I don't, I don't know, but yeah, that was horrible. So, so anyway, they're squirting around white paint to you know attract owls, and apparently it's working. Owls like you know shitty neighborhoods. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, well, here here's well, one that that made me think of you. Um, Oh, great. So you yeah. associate me with with bird poop. No, 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 right. no. no. This is it. the next one. This is the next one. Oh, next article. Yeah, next okay. article. Yeah, settle down right. over there. I'm, uh, still in, I'm still in China. This, Yeah, this is in Akron, Ohio. Police say stolen Ohio bridge found man-facing theft charge. Now, get this. <laughs> and, and the reason I said is because you're always quoting the old Austin Power. Who throws a shoe? Honestly. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> and I, I was thinking, this is the I'm hearing you in my head saying, who steals a bridge? Honestly. <laughs> who steals a bridge? <laughs> yeah. Oh, get this. Get this. Akron, Ohio. This bridge, a 58-foot-long pedestrian bridge stolen from Ohio City last month, been found... And a man is facing charges, police said. Akron police said investigators acting on tips from other information Friday afternoon found the missing span partially disassembled on property in Sharon Towns Township, a neighboring Medina County. The man has been arrested and charged with felony theft. The Akron Bridge, uh, apparently it was described as a Lagos-like structure once crossed a river uh near goodyear's world headquarters it was taken down in 0304 as part of a wetland restoration project and was stored on park property with plans for it to be reused at a battered woman shelter project um they discovered on november 3rd that someone had removed the treated deck boards and the 10 foot wide six foot tall structure uh they found that the metal frame had also been taken so 63 year old man so I, if you needed to ask what what this guy could be like if to steal a 58-foot bridge, apparently a 63-year-old man was able to pull this off. Yeah, it looks like he took it in sections. It sounds like it, yeah, because they, 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 on, on November, what did they say, the November boards. 3rd, the boards were gone, November 11th, the, the metal frame, yeah, so... Because it's not like you could just pick it up and throw it in the back of your truck and drive down the street. Well, maybe he did. I, it doesn't <laughs> say. I, I would like to get this guy on on an interview. How the fuck did you steal a bridge, man? I mean, you're 63 years old. How how did you do it? You know. He had to have had some help. Maybe, but I don't know. Well, apparently authorities authorities allege that he paid a trucking company for crane service. Uh, and the firm picked up the bridge and moved it to to where it was found. 
suspect scheduled for later arraignment. Okay, well, <laughs> interesting. How the hell nobody noticed this shit? Right. I mean, if, if the deck boards were gone on the 3rd of November and it was the 11th, eight fucking days later that the metal frame had been taken, if he hired a, a trucking company and a, a crane, wouldn't it have been all hauled the first day? Why wait eight days between them? And how does nobody understand or even notice? Yeah. Shit? It says it was stored on park property. So you would think that the crane firm or the service yeah. or the company would say, where are you picking this up and where are you taking it to? And would have called to verify, hey, Mr. Park Property Owner, City Maybe, park property. maybe, but what Yeah. What gets me is, is this a park nobody goes to? How did nobody notice this shit was starting to disappear? Maybe they didn't, maybe they thought it was the park that uh, was moving it. Well, it goes back know. to what we were talking about before, that people are so buried into their cell phones. Well, that's it. So and why so even go out to a park in with, the first place? Right. Yeah. It, number one, yeah, go outside because that's outside. <laughs> and yeah. uh, number two, uh, they're so busy looking at their screens that they're not looking around them. And it goes back to what I was talking about with my son when his um, uh, phone was dying and we were on a road trip. And, well, what am I supposed to do now? Well, I don't know. Look out the window. You know, yeah, um, yeah, but yeah, people don't notice. People don't. People don't want to get involved. Hey, something. People are afraid to make mm -hmm. a phone call because yeah. they don't want to get involved. But uh, yeah. but who steals but, yeah. a bridge? Honestly, <laughs> but who steals a bridge? <laughs> well, apparently, a sixty-three-year-old man in Akron, Ohio. <laughs> yeah, apparently, a fifty-eight-foot-long pedestrian bridge. That's uh, well done, man. Impressive, impressive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to know what the hell he was using it for. You know, Probably going to scrap it, make some money out of it. Maybe, but okay. Uh, we're getting towards the end here. Let's let's move to Merriam-Webster, the, the dictionary people. Uh, adds 455 new words to the dictionary, including words like fluffernutter and dad bod. Now, <laughs> there's a picture of me next to dad bod. Well, it just point, what, points to me. What bugs the shit out of me is that they're adding a bunch of garbage. Is what they're doing, and they're, they're yeah, it's all slang. This is this is like uh, the United States raising the minimum wage as if somehow it's going to help everybody. You know, you're all you're doing is making those others who make more than that their dollar go less. You're, 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 you're fucking everybody else that makes more than that is, is what you're doing. And in this case, it's the same, same concept. You are taking a bunch of bogus words, chucking them in there. And honestly, with all these new words added, and we'll go over a couple of these here in a few minutes, um, all of these added to the dictionary, you're, you're, you're delegitimizing the dictionary. And why would I ever bother using the dictionary anymore? True. Most I mean, people go to Ur Urban Dictionary anyway. Well, well there you go. So <laughs> Merriam-Webster may be trying to stay hip and, and, you know, in the news. and They're just trying to stay afloat. That's all they're trying to do. Um, they've got, they added TBH as an actual word, which is an abbreviation, That's to be honest. That's an acronym. It's an acronym, but it's an abbreviation, and it, it is. 
there's you know and i ran into another one and you see it so much it's it's the new and on a serious note it's the new um generation that's out the online oh yeah generation because you will see in fact i got this this is true story i got a handout uh disseminated by email in my department it says if you're investigating any type of a juvenile case or uh uh, a theft case or uh, anything has to do with electronics or cell phone or anything. Mm-hmm. It, it was uh, like a 19-page uh, of listed acronyms of things that kids use on oh, the internet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A F A I K. Uh, what the hell is it? AF, as far as I know, so uh, it's lazy speech. It's it's what it is. It's it's well, almost and that's like it. that's it. I, I see it in our, our Discord. I, in our Discord all the time, guys are typing. I had to, I had to ask the wife. I was like, "What does F W I W mean?" I, I and it was used a multiple yeah, times. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know what the hell that means. I'm trying to sit there and stare at it and trying to freaking decipher it, as if staring at it somehow is going to make it just magically come to me. Um, which, surprisingly enough, it fucking did. You know, I sat there and started <laughs> thinking, okay, and I, you, I had to look at what context it was being used in, and it's just not something. But FTW also made the list for the win. Wow, that has been added. Uh, let's see, Super Spreader is apparently been added. It's hyphenated. Yep, Super Spreader. It's an event or location in which significant number of people contract the same communicable disease. Uh, breakthrough has also been added, if that wasn't already. Vaccine passport. Uh, bit rot has been added. Copy pasta is apparently a lighthearted meme, or it can have a more serious intent with political or cultural message. It's data such as a block of text that has been copied and spread widely online. Teraflop, Ooblek, Ooblek, a mixture of cornstarch and water that behaves like a liquid and when the rest like a solid, uh, or when at rest like a solid and when pressure is applied. So it's a Ooblek now. How about that? How about Votorama? What about, oh man, yeah, I'm looking at the what list a, now. What aboutism? Votorama. AstroTurf is all falsely made to appear grassroots. Fauxhawk, yeah. Flutternutter, a sandwich made with peanut butter and marshmallow cream between two slices of white sandwich bread. Horrible. Horchata, why is that in a damn dictionary? That's not an English word, it's a Spanish word. That's a his- that's a Spanish word. Yeah, I mean, Chicaron. Chicarons? Yeah, th- that's... Yeah. Um, th- that's Geta? a... But- Get what do you call meat? it? Pork skins, pork rinds. Yeah, meat so such as pork mixed with oats, onions, spices, fried in the form of a patty is getta. Uh, air fryer, air fryer for fuck's sake. The the shikarone is not um, even a word. That's a brand name, like Band Aid. Yeah. Or Coca Cola. Like like if you go to say hey, like if you go to the south, and I know some of our listeners will identify. Like you go in the south and say, uh, what do you want to drink? I'll have a Coke. And then, and then the response is, well, what kind of Coke do you want? Well, I'll have a root beer. Yeah. And so, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It, it's yeah. So Chicarone is it's a name. It's a proper. It's it's not. Wow, they've turned it into an actual word. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. <sighs> You know what? Let's let's get to the really good ones here at the end, as as we always do. We get to the really good ones at the end. 
Um, the fun ones that everybody can have a good laugh at. Where are we at on time? Oh, we're we're over like by a lot, but I don't care. It's fine. It's a weekly show. <laughs> um, <laughs> how about this one from the mirror? Man races to save woman washed up on beach, only to discover it's a headless sex doll. <laughs> uh, Chris Ford, a 67-year-old retired photographer, was looking for driftwood on Chesil Beach, Dorset, when he stumbled across a silicone female body lying face down. Oh, and they got pictures of it, too. Well, son of a bitch. Look at that. At least they blacked blacked it out where the hell's the head that's what i want to know hmm. uh he was yeah, da, 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 da. He re, yeah he was where is the meat of the story no oh, it was human-like figure but it was too clean and too pretty and did not have a head apart from its lack of face and it's very anatomically correct I, soon soon as i got to her i knew it was a sex doll well yeah jesus me he see? must have been hanging out on etsy have you have you seen <laughs> have you seen the picture here's the picture yeah i'm looking at it right oh, okay now. all right all right good like uh, a crime yeah. scene <laughs> yeah yeah well and they got you know clearly it's a naked well-endowed doll that has you know blacked out you know in the proper areas yeah so it was washed up my question is Okay, all right, wait a minute. He says, I'm always collecting driftwoods after storms, so I fully expected to see a human body one day, but never the, never this. It certainly made my day. It just caught me by surprise, but we can only speculate where it came from. It's a busy shipping channel with loads of boats, so it could have come from any one of them. Maybe a fisherman's wife found it in the cupboard and threw it overboard. <laughs> I did not. It did not have a head, so maybe perverted fisherman got rid of it, but decided to clear it out and keep the head. I can only speculate why. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm I'm curious, right? My curiosity. Yeah. And uh this is a I fun just one. typed I just typed in uh silicone sex doll cost. And the first site that popped up. This is for science, everybody. This is for no, science. Oh yeah, bang up job. I, I applaud you for going outside the box, sir. To to the first sex doll can can I give the name of the site? Why not? Yeah, anniesdollhouse.com. Okay. And cuz I'm curious like who would throw cuz I know those things aren't cheap. Don't ask me how I know, but I know that they're not cheap. And so here we have a sale. Meet Jane lifelike sex doll. Normal cost is 2500 bucks on sale for 1700. So that somebody's throwing away about you know 2500 and that's not even the custom made ones that you, I mean they're throwing away some money there. Yeah, interesting. Who yeah. who throw who throws away a doll, honestly? Yeah, well. <laughs> I just Oh my goodness. Yeah, Very my wife's going to have fun with with my browser when what are you ordering? <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, moving on to the next one then. That one that one's funny enough, but we we were going to we're going to top it a couple times here. Uh Woman's Fury Ooh, as they husband, have paid, huh? paid later options oh yeah that's what you need. Yeah. <laughs> all right i'm stuck on this site yeah you're screwed now it's going to get pop-ups <laughs> all over the place i'm sorry guys <laughs> <laughs> uh, woman's fury as husband prioritizes seeing the batman over birth of their child <laughs> oh 
Yeah, apparently uh, her story, sharing her story anonymously, the 25-year-old pregnant woman revealed she's due to give birth in March on the exact day that the Batman is due to hit cinemas. And her 28-year-old husband is determined to see the Robert Pattinson in action as Bruce Wayne and his crime-fighting alter ego on that same day. <laughs> Woman said, my husband and I are expecting, as you may know, there's a Batman movie releasing early March. Husband's a big fan of that kind of stuff and wants to see it opening day. The issue is our estimated due date is exactly on that day. That day. I know that only a fraction of babies are born on exactly that due date, but I've always been very regular on my periods. Oh, great. That's, you know, I probably should have read ahead of this. I just ran right <laughs> over that, and now I'm feeling dirty. I don't want to read that shit. But anyway, I have a feeling that this may be one of those cases. According to her husband, he has no choice but to see the Matt Reeves-helmed film on opening day, because otherwise he opens himself to potential spoilers. <laughs> How about the spoiler of whether the kid's a boy or a girl, fucker? I mean, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> right? The man, the, This man also accused his wife of being irrational and emotional because of her pregnancy when she expressed that she was upset at the possibility of missing him missing the birth of their child. Uh, he's upset because of spoiler. I don't need to read anymore. That's just silly. <laughs> oh, you're going to like this one. You're going to like this one. Recipe for, so, well, this is perfect after these last two. The recipe for a perfect marriage includes two huge arguments a month, study finds. So the recipe for a perfect marriage includes six meaningful conversations, three long walks, and two barnstorming rows every month, according to research. Uh, so I'm, I'm laughing because the the... The two arguments a, a month is an easy box to check. It's the meaningful conversation that's right. going to be the difficult right. portion. <laughs> right, yeah, and they led with that other one to kind of, you know, it was how, a bait and switch, yeah. How, how many am I supposed to get? Meaningful conversation? Well, well exactly it. I mean, they, it's a bait and switch. I was like, well, fuck, all I got to do is argue with the wife twice a month. I, I'm over that. That's no problem. Yeah, I'm, and, yeah. then, and then they get then in here yeah. and, fuck, now they bait and switch. Now I got to have six meaningful conversations. Six I got to have three long walks. We don't walk anywhere. And two barnstorming, you know, arguments. That's, that's at least one meaningful conversation a week and every other week you have to have two yeah this according this that's a lot of conversation yeah and the study is united kingdom but the the way they write some of this is really hard to follow it's this uh study of 2000 uk happy wedded adults show their uh also shows their benefit from taking short break away together twice a year as well as two longer holidays pays to be affectionate the most contented couples reckon they have sex five times a week and say, I love you up to 20 times a fortnight. What the fuck? Who writes 20 times a fortnight? Who uses fortnight? Exactly. Unless it's written by some young kid that plays a video game and they're trying to get young people into this. I, yes, I don't I, even know the, the, the translation to English on how 20 times a fortnight works. 20 I, times a fortnight. What is a fortnight? A week? A month? Seven days? Ten weeks. days? Two weeks? Two weeks. Why didn't they I'm just say sure. seven times a week? Once a day? Why didn't they just say once a day? I, I don't get it. You know what? Fuck this one. I'm out of here. <laughs> 
Let's go to the last <laughs> one. Let, let's let's go to the last one. Um, Fortnite, a period of two weeks. Yeah, so they could have just said, you know, once a day at, at least. No. Would have been easier. We're just throwing that out there. But they had to be witty. People like to be witty. They like to be ha-ha funny on these things. It's not, you know, it's not the story is funny enough. You have to add it and make yourself seem funny, and you're, you're trying to steal some thunder from the actual news article. Yes, this, by and, and using the that. Queen's English properly. You, you, yeah, you're trying to, trying to cap, well, Fortnite, really? Fortnite. Who uses that anymore? Isn't isn't that a video game? Yeah, that's my point. It's a video game. Maybe they use it to appeal to young young kids. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, and and if that's the case, why are you appealing to young kids that shouldn't be getting married in the first place? Exactly. All right. Uh, I'm still trying to wrap my brain on how many meaningful conversations I'm supposed to have now. Nine six, and you got to add six. three long walks. Three long walks. Can, can you have the conversations while on the walk? I mean, can Ooh, they? Yeah, be two birds with one stone. I, I like where your head is at. That's or, probably where I would go too. Or you can start out having a meaningful conversation on a log walk and end in an argument, which is typically what happens. Wow, yeah. And you could knock out shit three in one shot like that. Yeah. 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 That's I don't know. Beautiful. I'm just trying to think outside the box here. Yeah. Five times a week, sex. <laughs> Sorry, I digressed. There. I digressed. Yeah. Well, I like where your head's at, though, trying to kill two birds with one stone. Uh, Marvin Gaye impersonator serenades monkeys to help them get it on in mating season. <laughs> Nothing quite says love and romance like the soft, sultry tones of Marvin Gaye's Let's Get It On, but while Let's. the get it on yeah, yeah. <laughs> while the love ballad is a well-known aphrodisiac for humans could it really have the same effect on monkeys well that theory was put to the test at a world first at trentham monkey forest there's a monkey forest hmm, interesting. a monkey forest. there's a monkey forest trentham monkey forest on sunday february 6th as staff enlisted the help of motown singer david largy to serenade the primates to help them get it on at the end of the year's mating season. David sang an array of classic love songs to offer monkeys a little bit of sexual healing and aid the mating process to encourage as many babies as possible this season. Uh, let's see. Uh, they got a, a picture of this monkey and, and it says he doesn't look too impressed. Uh, let's see. While it wasn't immediately clear whether the music encouraged the animals to get down to business, the tongue-in-cheek concert did serve as an important reminder of just how important mating season is in Monkey Forest, which is home to 140 Barbary Mackays. Uh, I'm not certain I pronounced that right, but uh, an endangered species of monkey with fewer than 8,000 remaining worldwide. Staff at the park thought an unusual gig would be a creative way to encourage our females to show a little affection to the males that might not have been so lucky in love. <laughs> females in season uh, mate with several meals, so paternity amongst our furry resident is ever no never known. 2009 International Union of Conservation of Nature recategorized Barbary McKay's from vulnerable to endangered, which uh, director says is sad for the monkeys, the status has also been positive in terms of people taking note of the fact that species are struggling in the wild. So, I kind of want to know if it worked. <laughs> I mean, don't you? Yeah. 
I mean, they got a picture of the guy standing out there with a microphone just singing and singing and Marvin Gaye and these monkeys are just standing there looking at him like, what the fuck, man? Maybe. I don't know. If two monkeys are getting it on in the monkey forest and Marvin Gaye is singing, but nobody's around to witness it, did they really make any noise? That's the question that I want to know. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, there's even more meat down here at the bottom. Let's see. Uh, Clickbait. Uh, Watch out. No, 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 no. I'm not clicking anything. This is just scroll. Let's see. Uh, monkey forest. They talk about monkey forest. Uh, it, it, it spans 60 acres, provides an entirely natural bar and cage-free home for the monkeys. Oh, it's an attraction to educate people, blah, blah, blah. Okay, yeah, that's what you do. Uh, let's see. Pet and prop trades, all these stuff. Yeah, so basically it's about, yeah. They're, they're endangered, we need to help, and blah, 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 and throw money at us type thing. But yeah, there it is. So Marvin Gaye, impersonator, out there to serenade the monkeys to help them get it out. <laughs> so with that... Giggity, 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 giggity. <laughs> <laughs> I so was waiting. I was waiting to throw that one tonight. So so there's that. But God damn it, I think we covered everything. Yeah, for for this week. For this week, I know there was some stuff that I, I should have got to, and I just clipped out, and it just we're already yeah, over right. over two hours, so <laughs> I mean, you know it is what it is. But it, it was a good show; it's fine. But yeah, yeah, no, I always it. like ending on a happy note. And you know what? If a Marvin Gaye impersonator helps some monkeys get it on, then God bless them damn right you know i'm a big fan of that and uh i, I thought it was funny I, I i was flipping through them like i always you know we want to leave on on a, on a high note so why not leave on a marvin gay you know let's get it on for the monkeys <laughs> so uh how with that let's get out of here with that everybody hope to hear from you again next week and uh hope you keep enjoying our show if you do you know hit up uh logic lane Patreon, not Patreon. We're not on Patreon on Logic Lane. We're, just go to Anchor. Go to anchor.fm slash Logic Lane and, and follow us there. Just follow the link on the in the show notes and throw a buck at us. It's cheap, it's easy, it's quick. You know, it's like a like a prostitute in just about any city. Cheap and easy. And, you know, you can keep the show keep coming and, and look at all this extra content. We should be clipping these down to an hour, but we're just getting stupid and just throwing all kinds of time. And it's out cheaper there. than hiring a Marvin Gaye impersonator. Oh, hell yeah. And and it's yeah. better it's better than free crack pipes too, so and free crack pipes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget those. Yeah. Not only do we got gas that we can't afford, but we got free crack pipes so we won't care how much the gas costs. <laughs> that are made Thank in you, China. Biden. That's made in China. That are made in China. Yeah. Who steals a bridge, honestly? <laughs> All right, let's get out of here, man. With that, everybody, have a good week. We'll talk to you next time. Bye bye.